Welcome to the Morally Flexible Podcast. My name is Josh and I will be your host this evening. Sitting across from me, as always, is my partner in crime, the Robin to my Batman, my spiritual advisor and personal lummy warrior, Talon. Talon, how the fuck are you? I'm, you know, here. Well, that's a <laughs> ringing endorsement right there. You know, no, I'm, I'm doing great. We're, we're, I'm like, it's been so long, I feel like. Yeah, where's the pump, man? I mean, it's been two fucking weeks it has been since weeks. we have gotten in here. I'm still in a state of shock. I I am as well. That we 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 are back. We we had to release an you know last week's episode was from the vault, basically our very <laughs> our very small vault that we of had one <laughs> of our vault of one. But uh, we we couldn't you know we couldn't record the last two weeks for various reasons. But uh, God damn, it's good to be back it in this is chair. It's good to be back. It feels good. Fucking Christ, right? It feels right? cold, but it feels good. It feels cold. It is a little chilly in here. Yeah, I'm okay with that. The whiskey will warm us up. I hope so. It will. I okay. promise. I promise. All right. Well, for those of you that forgot who the fuck we are and what the fuck we do. Uh, if this is your first time listening to the show, this is a podcast void of any redeemable qualities. This show is basically a couple of drunk guys doing some movie reviews, discussing topics that will make most people sick, and sharing life lessons of no educational value. Think of it as tainted domestic wisdom. This is a two to three hour podcast. Depends on how drunk I get and how rambling I go, you know, become. Uh, so if that's not your thing, Vicanditos. Uh, we do have a, a bit of explicit content on this show, uh, and I will give you an example. Uh, this week's word, courtesy of Urban Dictionary, is pank. I'll say it again. Pank. Is that the male version of skank? Mm, no. Okay. Would you like to know what it is? Yeah. All right. Pank is to jack off and shit at the same time. <laughs> Wank and poo. You know, you know, there's, there's um, what's, how's that phrase go? Every um, poo-poo is pee-pee time, but not every pee-pee is poo-poo time. You said that in a previous episode, <laughs> and, and it, just as the last time you said it, I'm going to sit here and go, okay. Well, think about it. Think, you know, well, just I, think about I, it for I, a second. I agree. Yes. It, you know, that's, that's fine. But my um, lovely partner brought up that... For women, that's not the case. It's pretty much every time is go time. <laughs> Either way. Yeah, every time is pee pee and poo poo. Well, because they don't really stand up. Oh, it's because they sit. What happens if you, you're a male and you sit and pee? Well then it's a, well right. <laughs> but think about it. Is that your norm to do? No. I, right. I I only do that when I'm super fucking dog ass tired, super high. We're super drunk because I know that if I'm in any of those conditions, I'm going to miss completely. Right. At that point, <laughs> I on your hand. Yeah. Yeah. I well, Who it, knows if you're even aiming at the toilet. If I'm lucky, it will hit the hand. If I'm lucky <laughs> there, there's a, every possibility 
that I'm going to hose down the entire bathroom. It just it just depends on how how steady I am at that point. So no, I I will sit and pee. You know I, what? I, no no shame here at all. You know what the worst thing that's happened to me while peeing? No, but I'm sure you're going to tell me. It's happened recently. Uh-oh. Um luckily I was in a urinal though. I had the split stream, but they were at 90 degrees to each other. <laughs> They were. They, it wasn't like, you know, a little off to the side, and you get, you know, you get the two streams. You're like, ha look at me. <laughs> but no, this was like, it, they were in completely different directions, and luckily the the urinals, as men know, they're pretty wide. Like you can stand close, and then you, no matter as long as you're aiming forward, it's gonna go in. But if this was on a regular toilet. Like mine, for example, I'd piss on the wall <laughs> right next to me. I'll add a category. Post-sex, I will typically sit and pee because you know you're going to get the forked piss. Oh, ah, okay. It, it happens. Okay. No, that that's yeah. another instance. Unless I can piss into the shower. <laughs> Which you an animal be, for. Or the sink. Why am I in it? Well, the sink with the forked piss, uh, <laughs> not a great idea. What? The, Why pee in the shower when you can just sit down on the toilet? Like, <laughs> Because sometimes I want to stand and be adventurous. I can hose down the entire fucking shower and not feel any guilt whatsoever. Oh None. God. I can just blast the that fucking thing. That is wild. And, you know, maybe I'll take a shower at the same time. I don't know. But Wow. So, however, I don't pank. What's panking again? <laughs> when you're shitting and jacking off at the same time. I don't, oh my God. I, I don't know how that is physically possible because you're you're using muscles that are completely contrary to each other. They're they're polar polar opposites. Well, some men when they poop, they a little semen flies out. Who the fuck does that happen to? What when you have like an enlarged prostate or something? I don't know. Fair enough. It things just push <clears throat> up there. But, but so I guess you know. Um, if you're pooping, you get that pushing sensation on the, on the prostate and perhaps that feels good. See, I, because when I'm taking the poo, mm -hmm. I am pushing the poo, <laughs> but I am, but, but at the, it's, it's almost the same, uh, pressure that I would use to try to get rid of a hard on. Hmm. Because you're you're basically you're pushing out, but you're tr you're trying to retract. Now, if <laughs> if because if I, if I if I'm if, if my dick is is hard and I'm trying to maintain the hard on or get close to orgasm, my ass cheeks are clenching, so there ain't no pooing going on. <laughs> I, the, the, it, it, come on, it's 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 basic anatomy. Come on, what is that? What should that what should that be called? That should be called the the um. <laughs> the, what the the j pinch or something <laughs> right I, add, wow add whatever name you'd like to to it but yeah. uh for those of you that can jack off and poop at the same time that's commendable. I, I, I tip the cap have okay? you ever have you ever been on the toilet and um also eating a meal we have talked about this before and yes i have <laughs> if i if i'm in a big hurry like, like, this happens in the morning sometimes. If I'm in a hurry and I know I have 
no time to eat breakfast. And you have, you have to do your morning. And I have to do morning code brown. My morning, my morning constitutional. Oh, wow. um, I yes, I will sit there and eat, eat a a, a pop tart and uh, take my shit at the same time. It goes straight through, so it's fine. There's no there's no delay. It just you eat the pop tart and automatically it's blasting out of your ass. So you know it's fine. It's fine. It's that fun. is wild. That is wild. That's wild. That you're an animal. I am an animal. You know that. All right. So I'm going to give a spoiler warning right now. Tonight, baby, it is all about Zack Snyder's Justice League. The Snyder Cut. God damn it. So if you haven't seen it yet, well, it's been out a couple weeks. Better get on it. That's all I'm saying. If you haven't seen it, uh, you better turn your shit off right now. Press pause and come back to us later. All right. As uh, far as uh, how to contact us, it's contact at morally flexible po- or is it the contact at morally flexible Thank you. I had to have a moment there. Uh, we're on Facebook, the morally flexible podcast uh, on Twitter. We're at the morally please folks feel free to reach out to us again. We're still standing at a, a full five-star rating right now because one person has <clears throat> rated us, rated us and given us a five-star no notes. No notes, which tells me that we're perfect. We are absolutely perfect. We are absolutely perfect. Um, We don't need to make any adjustments. No, not at all. Not at all. I defy anybody that's listening to this to critique us. I defy them. (laughs) You defy them? I challenge. (laughs) The challenge has been thrown. The gauntlet has been thrown. You mean deny them? No, I defy. (laughs) I defy you. (laughs) Son of Jor-El. Kal-El. el See, we're already, get, we're already getting into Justice League here. He, he and I are chomping at the fucking bit right now. All right, so that's a, enough of that bullshit. Uh, oh, I also want to give a shout-out to our listener in New Zealand. We have a, a listener in New Zealand. Really? Or at least their IP address is in New Zealand. It's a VPN. Who fucking knows? It's but, a VPN. But still... I will give a shout out to the one New Zealander that listens to us. We uh, love Lord of the Rings, and that's the only way we know about your country. Thank you so much for shopping here at uh, at the Morally Flexible Podcast. All right. So before we get to any of this shit. What are we drinking, Josh? Well, we can't have a show without drinking, right? Yeah. Tonight it is Tyrconnell. Single malt. You know, we've been gone for two weeks. I said, you know what? Fuck it. I'm I'm going to spring for a single malt tonight. Because we, you know, because single malt is better than blended. Right? Oh, right, Talon? yes. Right, Talon? Yes. Yes. You said it. I said it. I'm on the Damn record. It. I'm That's on right. the record. Hey, sometimes you're poor. And you, you, <laughs> you, 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 you. I thought going to say, hey, sometimes you're wrong. But no. No. <laughs> Sometimes you're poor. No, no, no. I'll never admit I was wrong. But uh, sometimes you're poor and you got to get patty. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it, it happens. So uh, you got yeah. to do a spank bang every once in a while. Yeah, occasionally. Wait, so, what's, what's it called? A pank. Oh, <laughs> what's a spank bang? I, I have no idea. It's, <laughs> it's, if, it, if it's some type of penalty, I'm I'm happy to pay it. I feel, like, I feel like a spank bang is a McDonald's um, secret menu item. <laughs> well that's it's a, is that a happy meal toy of some kind <laughs> no. wait do adults get happy meal toys yeah 
are there adult Happy Meal toys at McDonald's? I'm going to, next time, you know what, when we're done recording, I'm going to go through the drive-thru and ask for, what do, what do you call it again? A spank bang. I'm going to ask for a spank bang. <laughs> I'm probably going to get arrested, but, <laughs> but fuck it, I'm going to go for it. I Because I don't care. I don't care. All right. So, uh, yes, Terracottal Single Malt. Uh, this is uh, 43% alcohol by volume, 86 proof. It's a little higher than what we're used to. Woo. A little higher, so watch out. It's going to get on top of you. I know. I'm already... I'm feeling... I already feel... See, this is what happens when you're gone for two weeks. You know, I've had a couple sips here and there over the last the course of the two weeks, but I haven't sat down and done a serious drink in that time. So I'm already feeling pretty good I'm at this point. I'm feeling great. Yeah, man. I know. It's good. It's good stuff. It's good stuff. I've been drinking since 2 p.m., though, so... <laughs> Jesus Christ, man. No, Wait, kidding. we were in the office. <laughs> no, you were drinking and you no. didn't invite me. <laughs> no. You're a piece of shit. No, you're, you're I've, been, pe- I've, been, I've, I've been drinking since like six. You're a piece of shit and you're fired. Okay. Okay. Not from the show, but you're fired from our job. Anyways, uh, so yeah. Well, wait, who has more power to fire fire here? Me or you? Uh, me. Okay. Didn't I hire you? Well, yeah, but like, y- y- th- but is- light. I mean, <laughs> what? I, this drink's really getting to me. Yeah. So we need to slow down and and back off a little bit. Back off a little <laughs> bit. Guess what this retailed for? You told me earlier. It's like in the thirties. Yeah, thirty six ninety nine. Thirty six bucks. Okay. Right. Not bad. The for bottles a, for great. a single. Oh my god! It came with the. Contain, it, it came with the little uh, a tube uh, container. Actually, you know what? I'm keeping this bottle. You, you're more than welcome to. I'm keeping it. Okay. This is going to be my new bottle that I'm going to put other cheap whiskeys in. Are you going to use it as a decant? Oh, wow. Really? Well, yeah. Well, my <clears throat> my girlfriend won't let me buy another decanter because she says it's a waste of money. And I agree. Um. So I'm going to keep this one. This one looks really nice. Well, here's the thing. The liquor comes in a bottle already, so there's no reason to put no, it in a No, but there's decanter. a process, okay? You need to have the right feel, the right pour, the right experience. There's a whole there's a whole system you got going on. Fair right? enough. All right. I'm, I'm not going to argue with you. That's your it way. It looks of... great. This bottle looks great. It's a gorgeous I bottle. I will put Sexton in this. It, it was a... Go- it w- <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> It, 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 again, it came in the little, uh, you know, uh, tennis ball tube, whatever the fuck you call it. Beautiful. It tastes delicious. Let's talk about the taste of it. Oh, right, uh, right, right. Let's do the tasting notes. Our good friends at the uh, at Chaps at Master of Malt. Uh, the nose on this is melted butter, honeyed cereal, and a touch of orange pith. Piss. <laughs> Did you say piss? Pith. Oh, with a not, lisp? Not piss, but pith. T-H. P-I-T-H. How would you like this podcast if I talked with a lisp? I would be done with this podcast if you talked with the lists. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen. To the more lifthable podcast. I'm well, here with Doth. Doth. <laughs> well, this is what happens when we drink too much. <laughs> yeah, we, we do swear. that. <laughs> yeah, we, we do, do. that. I, do. I, I know when I go back and re-listen to episodes the day after, I'm like, oh, my fucking God. I stopped listening to them. Oh, no, no, no. I have to. I, I, have I to, don't. Because I have to know how bad it is. <laughs> So, so that when, I don't want to embarrass my mother anymore. So, than I so have. that when my, my, you know, the people that listen to this give me a call, they're like, "What the fuck, dude? You guys were hammered." I'm like, "Oh, <laughs> you are listening." So uh, let's see. You, you know what? I wrote a note. You didn't ask me what orange pith is. What's orange pith again? Oh, I'm glad you asked. 
Esked. Uh, that's that white stringy shit that's on an orange. Orange pith? Pith. Pith. P-I-T-H. That is such a weird name. I'd rather, I'd rather, uh, whoa, whoa, whoa. I would rather it be called piff. Piff. All right. Fair enough. Piff. All right. The palate, rich vanilla and soft fudge with a touch of granary toast underneath. What is granary toast? It's toast made out of grain. Which is like most, Dave's killer bread. It, whatever. It, it's it's bread. It's just been toasted. Um, <laughs> I don't agree with that. Any of that. Uh, I taste oak. That is all I'm tasting right now. And he's chewing the ice. Wow. Toast. Rich what va- toast? Rich vanilla. Soft fudge with a touch of granary toast. No, I don't get any of those. No, I'm not getting any of that. All I taste is oak. But also, think about this for a second. Who invented toast? No, we're not going down that road. Well, I mean... No, this is not a rabbit hole we're going down. We... No. Next episode. You know, next episode, you you can do a deep dive into the, you know, who invented toast. I just have one question. Why, Uh, Why cook it again? <laughs> it's a fair question, sir. It's a fair question. I look forward to your report on how that worked. All right, the finish, lingering nutmeg spiciness and a touch of drying oak. Again, all I taste is oak when I drink this. To be perfectly honest, um for single malt, this was not what I was expecting. I expected it to be a little smoother. This is a little bitter, more bitter than I'm used to. There's really not much sweetness to it, in my humble opinion. I don't know where you're at on this. Um, it tastes like a cheap version of the scotch that we've got last time. The scotch, which the Glenlivet. Oh, you oh a, a lesser version of it. Yeah, okay. it's got that peaty oakiness to it. A little and bit. It, it yeah. is smooth. It's it tastes it, great. It, no, it, and don't get me wrong. It, it's not that I don't like it. I do like it, but it was not. I I was expecting something with a little more sweetness to it. Right. Because what it, is this? Irish is supposed to be a little bit more sweet, right? It depends. Okay. You drink you drink a straight bottle of Bushmills. It's very similar to this. Not not okay. Not not Red Bush. <laughs> I still can't say Red Bush with a straight face. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> I just I can't. Red. Uh, what about Black Bush? <laughs> they have that too. that reminds me of dave chappelle <laughs> kids watch watch chappelle show it's a it's a wonderful thing um but yeah it, this reminds me of of bushmills very much just straight you know bushmills so but again i it I, I like it i was just surprised so and of course as the night goes on i'm gonna like it even more mm-hmm. all right God damn it, motherfucker. Let's go to the goddamn movies. We're skipping. We're skipping shit. Fucking A. Hey, what are we reviewing tonight? Um, <clears throat> Just Peas? Just Peas. Uh, yes. Uh, Zick Sneeders, uh, Justice Peas. Zach Piff? Zach Piff. Piff. Um, I'm Piff, pithing. Piff the Dragon? Piff the Dragon. All right. So I'm going to take the jacket off. Uh, I'm Dude, it's cold in I'm, here. I'm getting warm already. Okay. Here comes the jacket. What what t-shirt do I have on? Uh, you have a Superman. Oh shit! T-shirt on. I went themed. On this. What do Look I have at, on? 
uh, a black T-shirt that's with what Batman th- would wear. That looks like a negligee. That's what Batman would wear. Yes, sure. Come on. Where's your armor? Black Knight. Dark Knight. Dark. Oh, <laughs> the, black, the black the Black Knight is a dildo. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> So yes, Sorry. kids, we watched Zack Snyder's Justice League, rated R, four hours and two minutes. Uh, obviously, we watched this on HBO Max, and they really needed that extra two minutes. It, it was very important. Uh, the summary: Do you really need one? Nope. It's the fucking Justice League. Okay. All right. This. Uh, oh God. Small writing. Uh, obviously, it stars Ben Affleck as Batman, Bruce Wayne, Henry Cavill as Superman, Amy Adams as Lois Lane, Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman, Ray Fisher as Cyborg, Jason Momoa as Aquaman, Ezra Miller the Flash, Willem Dafoe as Volko, Jesse fucking Eisenberg as Lex Luthor. Jeremy Irons as Alfred, Diane Lane as Martha Kent, Connie Nielsen as Queen Hippolyta, uh, J.K. Simmons as Commissioner Gordon, Sirian Hines as Steppenwolf, Ryan Zeng as Ryan Choi, Amber Heard as Mira, and Joe Morton as Silas Stone. Everybody and their fucking brothers in this fucking movie. This was written by Zack Snyder, Chris Terrio, and Will Beal. Directed by... Who, who's, who directed it? Zachariah. Zach, Zachariah Snyder. Directed by Zack Snyder. Zachariah Schnitzel. 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 All right. Rotten Tomatoes. Critic score, 73%. Audience score, 96%. Wait, wait, wait. The the critic score was the what? critics was seventy three percent. Okay, okay. The audience the audience score was ninety six percent. All right, we are going to do a very deep dive into this film. Uh, we have not done any comic book movies since we have started this show, and God damn it, we're going to do it tonight. I am a massive comic book fan. And I've been dying to do something like this. At some point, if we have enough fans, we might do a Patreon where we'll go through all the comic book films. Who knows? I might get bored at some point, and that's what we do. So before I get my rating, I went back through before this was released, and I watched Man of Steel. I watched Batman v Superman. I watched the original justice league the theatrical cut of justice league actually i'm going to save time and call it the whedon cut from here on out um as preparation so then i sat down and i watched Zack snyder's justice league i watched this movie three times three times because i wanted to absorb everything that i saw with that being said i that's 12 hours that is 12 hours of my life and I'll be honest, the first time I watched it all, you know. 12 hours and six minutes. Yes. The, <laughs> the first time I, I sat down and I watched it all the way, you know, in one sitting. Two and three was kind of broken up a little bit. But uh, so after absorbing it, 110% here with 12 hours and six minutes of my life, I can uh, confidently give this a rating of 4.5 out of five stars. I love this movie. I loved it. Now, why am I taking half a star off? It does have problems. There are a couple things that I did not like about this movie. We will dive into it. Talon. Four and a half. What was that again? 
Four and a half? No, no, no. The the clearing of the throat. <clears throat> Are you got it now? You yeah. good? Okay, great. So you said four and a half stars. Yeah. You liked it. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Look it at that. Great. Fantastic. There is a consensus here today. I did not watch any of the other movies beforehand, though. I felt like there was a primer that needed to be done. I needed to refresh my memory on these things. Um, and I never sleep. So it just, I, I needed to do it to, to, to compare or contrast. I was expecting disappointment. I was surprised. I, and, and we'll, I think that was part of it because the, 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 the bar was set very low. Right. Very, very low. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll get into that in a minute. So, before we get into the movie, I want to kind of paint the odyssey of what Justice League has gone through as far as how we ended up with the steaming pile of dog shit we got in 2017 and where we are at this point. So obviously Justice League was uh, Zack Snyder's baby uh, when it was announced and he was the director for it. He had done Man of Steel, obviously, and Batman v Superman. Man of Steel, I like it. I think that there's problems. There's a lot of problems with that movie. I think one of them is Zack Snyder didn't really understand Superman. I know he was trying to go, or maybe he did, and he just didn't care. He wanted to go in a more edgy direction. I thought Batman v Superman, the theatrical cut, was uh, terrible. Um, however, the ultimate edition or the Snyder cut of Batman v Superman was a vast improvement. I don't know if you, have you ever seen the, the <clears throat> ultimate edition? It's like three hours long and it, it fills in a lot of the blanks and a lot of things that, that were a lot of, it, it fixes a lot of the shortcomings. Does it end up justifying why Batman and Superman are fighting? Oh no, it doesn't do a great job of that. It, it okay. sticks with the same thing, but it gives them a little more of a, a the subplot as to why the government hates Superman, and in turn why Batman does. Yes. Okay. It, it it dives a little bit deeper into these things, and and so my my opinion of that film has, as time has gone on, gone from absolute revulsion to I can tolerate it at this point. So Snyder is given, you know, obviously green light, we're going to do Justice League. They film it during post-production, and I'm trying to get my timeline right, but uh, during the filming, um, I believe that this was when Batman v Superman was released. It did not do well. Well, it made money. It made about $875 million worldwide. But that should have made over a billion dollars. This That movie should have done better. You have the two most recognizable superheroes on the planet. And this movie can't break a billion dollars? Nah. That nah, doesn't work. So Warner Brothers uh, was concerned. They were concerned about how it went. However, you know, Snyder did what Snyder did and filmed... The majority of the or filmed the entire film. All the principal photography was done on Justice League. They were in during the post production portion of it. Uh, Snyder's daughter committed suicide. Snyder left the project. Warner Brothers went, Ooh, here's an opportunity. They bring in Joss Whedon, director of 
uh, Avengers and Avengers Age of Ultron to come in and quote-unquote finish up the film. Well, this gave them an opportunity to say, hey, we like what Marvel's doing because Thor Ragnarok came out about the same, I think in the same year, or they liked the lighter tone of, of what the MCU had been doing. They did not particularly care for the dark version that Snyder had done. So they went to Whedon and said, hey, sure, you can finish this part up. Can you lighten the tone a little bit? And Joss Whedon went wild. $25 million in reshoots. Your typical reshoot cost is somewhere between six to 10 million. If that 10 million is on the extreme end of reshoots and every film does reshoots. They, they will always come back after principal photography is done. They may need to pick up a scene here and there, do this, do that, whatever the case, $25 million. And he took a fucking chainsaw to what Snyder had already done. Warner brothers did not like the tone of Snyder's version. They wanted to inject humor into it. And so Joss Whedon basically reshot the majority of the film. Very few of Snyder's scenes were included in the, the Whedon cut of Justice League. And the cinematographer that worked with Snyder on, well, you know, while filming, doing principal photography, um, even said they used maybe 10 to 15% of what Snyder shot in the Whedon cut of Justice League. He butchered that fucking movie all to lighten up the tone so it could model after, you know, the MCU. So we're going to add a bunch of snarky one-liners, everything else. So ultimately, this movie ended up caught the budget for this swelled to $300 million. That is incredibly expensive for a film. The movie ended up or, and, and sorry, part of that 300 million was to remove Henry Cavill's mustache. <laughs> Do you know the mustache story? Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll regurgitate it for the, for the fans. Um, basically Henry Cavill had gone on to, f- was in the middle of fil- filming mission impossible fallout. He had a mustache in that film. Paramount Pictures for the reshoots was not going to agree to let him shave the mustache. Warner Brothers offered $3 million to Paramount to allow him to shave the mustache and and halt production on Mission Impossible Fallout just so they could do their reshoots and then give him time to grow it back. Paramount said, go fuck yourself. So they spent... And I can't get a definitive number on this, but the number is somewhere between one and two million dollars to CG cover up Cavill's face to cover the mustache. And oh, fuck, can you tell every scene that's a reshoot with with Cavill's fake fucking chin and face? It's awful. So, again, this movie ended up costing three hundred million dollars after everything Whedon had done. This movie grossed $658 million worldwide. That is terrible. 
This is the fucking Justice League. The the first Avengers movie made well over a billion dollars. This is supposed to be the, you know, the 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 the, the, the you know, the mirror image of what Marvel had done. This is supposed. This is the Avengers movie for DC. That sounds stupid. Um, and it made six hundred fifty-eight million worldwide. That's atrocious. And it had to do with one: the film sucked. Number two: word of mouth was terrible about it. I don't think a November release date helped it at all, which shows just how much faith they had in that film. Um, you know, holidays is always kind of iffy. That's Oscar bait season, you know, during those years. Um, they needed at least $750 million to break even on this film because you've got not just the budget, but you've got the marketing, you've got everything else that goes into it. So this was a loss. They lost money on this film. So, obviously, as time went on, people were very upset about the Whedon cut and knew that that Snyder had done had done principal photography on this film, that it was completely, you know, that portion of it was finished. So, of course, the hashtag came out, you know, release the Snyder cut. And this is one of those instances where the fans won. And... Of course, HBO Max, new streaming service, great way to grab folks. Hey, we're going to release the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Just like the just like the Mandalorian with Disney Plus. That just brought in a bunch of people, probably a lot of new subscribers. Just got HBO Max for the Snyder Cut, and now they're going to cancel their subscriptions. <laughs> right? So you're saying I shouldn't have gotten a, that year-long subscription? No, you should have. <laughs> Because uh, HBO Max does show, I'm, it's, it's very, it's, very good. It's paid dividends, but I will be the first to admit that I got HBO Max because of this. This was a primary reason why I got this was so I could see uh, the Snyder Cut of Justice League. Um, so yeah, I'm one of those guys, but I will not be canceling my subscription. So I'm just going to run this down kind of not so much scene by scene, but I like to kind of keep it in somewhat chronological order. One of the first things that I think jumped out was the format that this was filmed in and it was presented in. Did you notice anything interesting about that? It was square. Yes. So that's 4-3 uh, aspect, four, ratio. Three aspect ratio. Yes, yeah. so that's flat. That's like my Game Boy SD or yes. something. So back, back in the day... Uh, and I worked in a movie theater. I was a projectionist when they were still using 35 millimeter. Um, they had, there were basically two formats that you would do in a standard theater. You had flat and you had scope. Scope was, I think, 1.69 ratio, something. I uh, can't remember. Anyways, uh, you know, flat looked like a TV, you know, the old box TV screen. And then, uh, you know, scope. there was scope which had kind of the letterboxing, more of the widescreen approach to things. Um, the reason Snyder did 4.3 on this is because most IMAX screens are that 4.3 ratio. Okay. I did yes. not know that. Yes, most of them are. Most 70 millimeter is, is in that 4.3 ratio. Oh, and this was filmed pre-pandemic, right? Yes, that's why it's like that yes okay so that that, that was something that, that kind of jumped out at you know at the you know they they gave the little you know little warning right there is shot in four three and i'm sitting there going really 
are we doing this? And it's not that it distracted me. I, I you're, I'm just so used to, you know, letterbox at this point to, to scope, you know, full scope where you're getting all of the peripherals and everything else going on. But I adjusted. I'm, I'm not going to harm the movie for that. But uh, that opening scene, man, right off the bat, we're revisiting Batman v Superman. And say what you will about it. It was, I guess, kind of okay to see it again. And, you know, we got we got an, an explanation as to why the mother boxes activated why this shit happened you've, you've got the scream heard around the world you know it, it, you're showing everything you're showing you know uh cyborg sitting at home and the the box shows you know starts twitching a little bit you've got luther sitting in you know the the kryptonian ship uh you know and and hearing the scream you've got you know atlantis you've got you you visit atlantis you visit you know uh, you know themiscara you hit all those spots with the big scream. And I thought that that explained things a little bit better as to why this happened, as to why all of a sudden things are starting to set into motion as to why, you know, later on down the line, Steppenwolf shows up and why the boxes are active and how they knew they were there. Um, so my question I had, and you did not see the ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. So you missed a scene. There is a scene in there that is very similar to what's in the Snyder cut um, with Luther sitting in the embryonic chamber. There looks like he's talking to a, a transmission of Steppenwolf. Mm-hmm. Now I don't, the thing that I always questioned was whether or not he was actually speaking to Steppenwolf or if it was just some type of representation that the Kryptonian ship was showing him. But what I liked about it is it showed a scene you know, in the Snyder Cut, where one of the boxes kind of opens and activates, and the the avatar or whatever you want to call it of of Steppenwolf take you know really takes notice of it. So that to me kind of showed that okay, this is why things are kind of the 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 gears are starting to to move here. So, um, I thought that that was very interesting, because in in the in the Whedon Cut, you don't. There's really no explanation. The opening scene of the Whedon cut is is Batman and the and the 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 cat burglar on the roof with the 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 parademon and all this other bullshit and the three boxes thing pops up and it's it's very just kind of hammered in there for ex, exposition purposes. So this this gave a, in my opinion a little bit more of a of a of a an explanation as to why this was happening. Um and then we move on to Iceland and Bruce Wayne riding a horse and making some coffee and heading into, well, I assume it's Iceland. Uh, that's where they filmed it. So I, I don't fucking know what it was supposed to represent, but they, they actually showed that there was a bit that of- That wasn't sh- Greenland? No. No, they filmed it in Iceland. Why is it so icy? It's a good question. I don't know. Maybe it was winter. <laughs> No, I understand Greenland's the icy one, yeah. and Iceland is typically not the the, the super you know frozen well, know. place. But, but like that, that was a lot of frozen stuff. He just was walking on a wall of ice. It was, it was. So it it was it, it was neat to see that because, um, you know, again in in the Whedon cut, boom, he's there. He, he's he's automatically you know talking to to Arthur Curry at that point. Um, I'll tell you one thing I really enjoyed about this. 
this the chapter breaks you know showing chapter one chapter two and so on it gave me a, a great time to I, I knew to pause to go smoke and to go to piss and grab some food whatever I needed to do I appreciate that thank you Zack Snyder I, I, I like that too I needed to know when to have a piss break I wish more movies would do that As I'm going through my notes here, you notice this is a fat stack of notes, right? It's a big one. And you're yawning already? Wow, fuck you too, buddy. I'm, I'm tired, man. You're tired? I've been up hey, since, just, just, since like 7 this ju- morning. Just because we started recording three hours later than we usually would? I mean, come on. I've been in bed at 9.30 where, where's for your, like the last two weeks. Where's your stamina? Where's your stamina? Well... Um. That's okay. You don't need to answer that question. So here's the interesting part. When we <laughs> when we get to um, you know Aquaman and the and the, the first meeting between Arthur Curry and Bruce Wayne, that's the first time you actually see a scene that was included in the Whedon cut. We're t- ten plus minutes in before we see anything that was in the theatrical cut of the movie. And again, of course, it was a Zack Snyder scene. But one thing you'll notice is the tone is much darker. The visuals are darker. We haven't brightened up everything. And there's some humor, but there's not a lot of humor. There's not a bunch of snarky fucking one-liners that Whedon had to, had to punch in there. Now, I, I, I understand. I appreciate Joss Whedon for The Avengers and Age of Ultron. I love both of those movies. It would be really easy for me to blame Warner Brothers for everything that happened with the theatrical cut, but I, I got to put some blame on Joss Whedon. He came in and he fucked that whole thing up. But we'll get into more of that later. Um, the cool thing was in the, thea- in the Whedon cut, you could tell where the reshot scenes were that Whedon had done because... Uh, like particularly when Arthur gets in the water there before he's leaving, uh, you know, swimming away from Bruce Wayne, it was the worst green screen you ever saw in your life because you could tell they had reshot the scene. And the other part is um, you see little differences and fluctuations with Ben Affleck's appearance because there's one line in the theatrical cut. Excuse me. There we go. There's one line in the theatrical cut where, uh, you know, Arthur says, I'm calling him by his first name, where Aquaman says, you know, uh, strongest man stands alone or something like that. Well, in the theatrical cut, there's a there's a little, you know, one liner from from Batman saying, you know, that's that's the opposite of what the saying is. You can tell the difference in the scenes because in in the Snyder cut, he looks like he's in shape. Whereas you get to the weed and reshoots, he's pudgy. You could tell his face is fuller. It just, it, it looks, you could obviously tell this has happened later on down the road. So, um, one thing that I found a little bit, uh, odd, there was a lot of, I think moments that could have been cut out of this movie the the Icelandic singers was was one portion that I think they could have taken a knife to. I feel like that that 
helped add the atmosphere of he's kind of seen as a deity savior type person that they sing a song goodbye to him when he leaves because he's helped them so much it's their probably form of gratitude in the way that they can when they have nothing to offer i don't know i I thought that was sweet it didn't add anything to the movie it really did other than i thought it was sweet no it's very it's very cute but you know the thing that i was thinking throughout this movie is that okay obviously a four-hour film is not going to get released in the theaters it's just it's just not going to happen. <clears throat> I'd sit I sit for four hours. I and I w- I would for this film and and we'll do a d- little deeper dive. But one of the things I was doing, especially with my third watch of this, was going okay. What scenes could we cut to get this down to three hours? Because Avengers Endgame was three hours long and and it worked. So that that's what I was trying. And that was one of the scenes. I was like, eh, really didn't need it. One of the things that, uh, you know, we, we skipped to, you know, to Lois Lane at that point. She's getting coffee. She's walking to, you know, to the memorial for Superman. And, and uh, they, one of the things that I did enjoy about, you know, this particular cut was uh, they showed Lois grieving. You really didn't get to see a lot of that in, in the Whedon version. And neat little, uh, you know, Easter egg here. The cop that she brings the coffee to, he that's Mark McClure. He plays Jimmy Olsen in the Christopher Reeve Superman movies. Who's I don't know what that means. The 70, you know, the the original Superman movies. Okay. Back in the the, the first one that came out in what was this 78, I want to say. I'm going to get my dick slapped for that, but he was Jimmy Olsen in the four Christopher Reeve movies. Who's Jimmy Olsen? Seriously, are you fucking kidding me? Who's Jimmy Look, Olsen? I will get I I will understand and and not give you shit for not knowing who actors are, but you don't know who the fuck Jimmy Olsen is? Who's, no, who's Jimmy Olsen? The photographer at the Daily Planet, Superman's best pal, are you fucking high? I've never read a comic book. Jesus, Mary. oh fuck, I'm done. All right, anyways. Apparently that uh, little Easter egg went over your head and that's fine. But then we get to the Wonder Woman terrorist fighting scene. Huh? How about that? Nothing. I got nothing from you. You're fucking no, killing I, me. It was here. great. I liked it. She just looked wonky. How so? Like when she was moving fast, I was like, that looks weird. And it, it, it looked like I was watching a video game ragdoll being thrown around by Wonder Woman. With the, when like she would punch people, it just looked, it, I mean, it just looked, it well, looked funny, but like I was okay with it. It well, just the, looked funny. The thing is, she is, is almost as strong as Superman. She is just as, almost no, as fast as him. So that's why they were good. You know, they kind of made the image, uh, you know, move like it did. Yeah. It looks, it looked a little rough. Um, but the violence, holy fuck, dude. This are ra- no. Th- I was th- screaming and shouting, going "Woo, heck yeah. yeah!" I was into it. The 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 blood in this movie, holy shit! They took advantage of that R. Mm-hmm. I mean, we even got it. We we got our first f bomb during the terrorist scene, and um, 
I mean, there was a point where she threw a guy up against the wall and his head clearly bounced. There was a hole in the fucking wall spattered in blood. Thank you. I need all of my comic book films to be R-rated going yeah, forward. Yeah, me too. I, I, I want, I, I, I want to it all. I want it all. R. I, yes. Hard R. R. Going forward, everything. Um, But yeah, I like that scene. I, I mean, I, I and like you, I'm just like, fuck yeah. That, that Wonder Woman theme comes up and... I mean, you're just sitting there, fuck yeah, fuck some shit up. And she's a bad bitch in that scene. Um, You saw Wonder Woman 84, right? Mm-mm. You didn't watch Wonder Woman 1984? Mm-mm. I thought you did. No, it, 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 um, I missed my opportunity to watch it. Oh, you waited a month. I'm sorry. Do you want me to spoil something for you? Sure, I don't care. You said don't watch it. It's not good. No, you're right. It wasn't good. One of the things in that film, um, they show her kind of uh, figuring out that she can fly like Superman in that. Wait, Wonder Woman can fly? Yes, she can. In the comics, she can. What? Yeah. I thought she just jumps really far. No, she can fly. Oh. Maybe not as fast as Superman can, but she can fly. I thought she's supposed to be almost as fast. She is, but almost. Okay. So... One of the, it always perplexed me why it's you know obviously Justice League came out before Wonder Woman eighty four did so showing that she can fly in eighty four which was a prequel to Justice League so was she flying in this one well how did she get on top of that weird the cousin of um the Liberty statue of oh the yeah um that she could have jumped but when she's throwing that bomb up in the air. Did it look like she was flying to you at that point? I mean, that's a pretty far jump. It, it, right. Can she can she float midair like Superman? Yes. She can do all oh, that. That's insane. Yeah. So I... Why yeah. Don't, why, yeah, why don't we ever see that? I don't know, but this is my problem with the Wonder Woman film. Stop doing fucking prequels. Can you just do it in current day? Why do they have well, to be it's all prequels? about her backstory. Yeah, I don't fucking care at this point. We've got her in modern day. Let's. I, I, I swear to God, if Wonder Woman 3 isn't in modern day, set in modern times, I'm fucking done with, with the Wonder Woman films. Look, I like the first Wonder Woman. I thought it was very cool, the whole World War One vibe, her origin story. That's great. Why did we have to have the next one also be a prequel? There's no fucking point what, to that. What year did that take place? 1900s? Are we really going to... You're really asking that question. The 1984? It was in the title. Oh, oh shit. Ooh. Okay. How are you feeling, buddy? You a little drunk or are you yeah. just sleepy? No, I'm a, I'm both. Okay. This is going to be <laughs> fun. <laughs> Wonder what 1984. Okay. So, she deal- uh, so she does cocaine. Yes. Yes. She and, meets Wolf of Wall Street. And dre- dre- yes, and dresses in really shitty 80s outfits, and somehow Steve Trevor comes back, and we won't get into that. Um, what? It's a long... We'll, Chris yeah, Pine? Yeah, we'll, we'll get into it later. On. Maybe we'll review that movie at some point, though we've kind of given away that <laughs> that I didn't like it. Um, oh, so, okay. dude with the hat, the lead terrorist. That dude's dead, right? It's not shown, but, I mean, his hat's flying around. He lost his hat. But, I mean, she, like, fucking did the whole you know, bracelets thing, and the entire floor exploded. Yeah, so. wait. Why did not... Why did, was everyone else fine in that? Is it only well, a because, forward explosion? Yes, it's a forward explosion. 
So was he incinerated? Where's his body? I that's an excellent. It'd be cool question. if like his head just flew out the window and landed on that cop car. But but I think we're establishing that they do kill in the DC universe in the movies. Yeah, there was always a thing. One of the key well, dif- Wonder Woman's a warrior. Exactly, and one of the key differences between DC and Marvel, Marvel never shied away from their villains being killed. They're, they're, the the Avengers, everybody down the line. I mean, Jesus Christ, Captain America was in World War II. Of course he fucking killed people. Whereas DC was always trying to skirt that line where, oh, we won't take a life. Batman won't take a life. You know, Superman won't take a life. That's why people freak the fuck out when Man of Steel came out and he's doing some Zod neck snapping. Oh, Superman doesn't kill. Superman doesn't do that. That's not realistic. I'm sorry, it just doesn't apply. They won't, and a great example is, you know, okay, well, Lex Luthor's caught on this space station that's hurtling towards Earth and going to explode. We just won't save him, but we're not killing him. Really? Wait, what? I'm giving an example. Of a comic? Of a comic. Okay, Okay. I'll I'll give you another one. Batman Begins. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. He's fighting Ra's al Ghul on the train. He gets his thing out and he says, I'm not going to kill you, but I'm not going to save you. And then he flies off the train and Ra's al Ghul fucking smashes. Him. I'm not going to save you. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to save you. I'm a man of principle. Wow. That sounds like Batman. Where mid- are the drugs? That sounds like Batman <laughs> mid orgasm. <laughs> I don't wear hockey pants. I'm not wearing hockey pants. That's better. Um, <laughs> But yeah, they always, that was the line that they always skirted. And and people with the, the DC films just been, oh my God, Batman and he's killing people. And everybody's killed. yeah, because that's what would happen. So fuck you. I'm, I'm okay with that. I don't have an issue with that. And law enforcement's okay with that? Him just straight up decking people with 50 cows? What, what do you, what's law enforcement going to do? <laughs> hey man, you can't be doing that. Uh huh. And here's a, here's a ticket. Here's a ticket. We're gonna get. We're gonna cite you for that. Mm-hmm. We're gonna take you to jail. <laughs> You're going to jail. You gotta go in cuffs. Ha 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 Step in my vehicle. Ha ha ha. Fuck you, cop. I will throw your car. <laughs> I will throw your cop car into the sun. I'd be like, all right, Batman. Thanks for doing my job. Just please. That was, that was one of the things. Buy me a donut or that, something. That was one of the things about you know Civil War, Captain America, Civil War was like. Oh, the people are going to try to stop us from doing our job. Oh, okay. Good luck. <laughs> what? Yes, please try to arrest. You know, I, granted the Hulk wasn't there, but again, it's like try, try to arrest the Hulk. Try to arrest the Hulk. Let's see how <laughs> that goes. Yeah, yeah, nuke him. Yeah, that's yeah. a great idea. Um, but yeah. I, I just I, I think it's so funny that, that people get get so irate about that. Well that character doesn't kill people in the comics. Oh, okay, that's great, but we're not dealing with the comics, we're dealing with the movie. You gotta be able to separate. You you have to. But there, it's not true to the comics, Josh. Well, there will never be a movie that's absolutely completely one hundred percent true to the comics. It is impossible. This is why indie films are better. Oh fucking A. Moving on. So then we go to Themyscira. And we're introduced to Steppenwolf, baby. The box is bumping. Here comes here comes Steppenwolf. And god damn, does he look better. Mm-hmm. Holy shit. 
They actually spent some money on some CGI in this one. And it wasn't just some dude with a fucking horned helmet on. He looked like... I, I was really impressed with that. I, I, I love the armor. I love that it moved and the spikes kind of came and went in and out. He looked like an alien. Mm-hmm. He didn't just look like some dude with some fucking dry jizz on his chin, <laughs> which is what he looked like in the original mm-hmm. one. You know, he looked like a, a bad motherfucker. And that and, and he wasn't monologuing the entire time he was there. That was one of my biggest bitches about Steppenwolf in, in the, the Whedon cut. Yap, 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 yap. He just talk. He just talking the whole fucking time while he's fighting. Where are the mother boxes? But even beyond that, I mean, you're going to love me. What the fuck? Are you trying to find mother boxes or fuck the Amazon? I have I only mean, seen that movie once. I don't remember. Oh my where god! That line, line comes from. God damn it! All right. Well, I'm gonna. Well, can you blame me for that? It's all about. Uh, when did Justice it, League come it's out? Two, 2017. It's all about preparation. You got to prepare for th- these types of episodes. I thought all I had to do was watch one movie that was four wow. hours long. Four hours long. Where's, where's your commitment? There's no commitment here. What? What do you mean? Where's the tenacity? The te- the tensegrity. T- t- <laughs> So that fight with the the Amazons, I it, it was much more brutal in this one, you know, uh, than I I think it was in the in the Whedon cut of it. Um, one of the things that I I really liked was where they were housing the mother box in the Whedon cut. Basically, they slammed the doors shut. Very similar, you know, scene to it, but Steppenwolf just basically knocks a hole in the wall and comes out. Whereas in this one, you know, the, the entire structure falls into the sea and, in you know, the entire mountainside falls on it. And you're like, okay, that's that as a fail safe, that makes a lot more sense. And uh, of course it didn't, you know, it didn't stop him, but, but it, it just made more sense than, oh, we've trapped him inside of this concrete stucco hut. <laughs> okay. He's not going to get out of that. Right. He's fine. He's, you know, stronger than all the Amazons put together, but still. I have a question. You may ask it. Were they all just standing there for like 5,000 years or however long that mother box since they put it there? Well, as they said in the in the explanation, or not the explanation, but the, the uh, you know, uh, Wonder Woman's description of the battle with Darkseid, that happened 5,000 years ago. This was before the Amazons had been betrayed by the Greek gods and and been isolated or slash exiled to Themyscira. So yes, that box had been sitting on Themyscira that entire time. But were people just standing there watching it? Yes. For 5,000 years? Probably not a gigantic fucking, you know... What a horrible job. 40 fucking Amazons sitting in the same room. There're probably a couple of, you know, Amazons in there, but Well, weren't they weren't they just chilling and then that that um shockwave came and then it kind of did a little twinkle and then it, they went and then this one lady walked up to it and touched it y- and it you know, but Yeah, but there were like 40 or 50 Amazons I know. in the fucking room. So maybe they I, I don't know if that... That is dedication. Well, there could have been a guard detail. I mean, they could have switched in and out as time went on, and maybe that was their job. Well, they're made out of clay, right? No. 
No. They're not made out of clay? No. That th- That's how Qu- Wonder Woman was created. That was the original origin story just specifically for Diana was that she was made out of clay. Okay. What about... Okay. So what, what are they made out of then? They're people. Why, are, why is she so old then? 5,000 well, years well, old? Well, they're immortal. I mean, they, they don't... I mean, they die, but they, you know, if they, if they don't, you know, have blunt force trauma or get thrown off a horse and crushed by it or, you know, get okay. an axe to the fucking gut. We're, so how are they made then? They were made by the Greek gods. Uh, like how many thousands are there? You see how many were coming well, I, 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 I don't, honestly. Can they make the, more? <laughs> that, that's the, well, that's always the question. Well, how the fuck do they have kids? Yeah. You know, how does that happen? So um, they, I don't know the full history of Wonder Woman. That's one comic I've never really gotten into. I know I, I know a little bit about it, um, but as far as the origin of the Amazonians, I, I got nothing for you at okay. that point. But I just know that they are immortal in the sense that as long as they don't suffer some type of grievous injury. So conditionally immortal. Yes. Can you imagine that being your job, standing there looking at a box for 5,000 years? That would get a little tedious after a while. All right, what are you doing today? Well, I'm heading down to the fucking rock hut again. Going to watch this goddamn box. Probably going to rub one out, you know, (laughs) a couple times, you know, whatever. Hey, you want to lick some box? Anyways. um, (laughs) You know, one of the things that, that jumps out, during that that fight scene is uh and, and throughout this film Zack Snyder loves slow motion doesn't he yeah yeah he does i'm into it i am I'm, too i'm into it to to it's funny you don't look <laughs> into it um the i i looked this up and uh, you know of course people count the shit apparently there is 25 minutes of slow motion in this what? Film. How much yeah. of that is has to do with the Flash? Uh, pro, the majority of it, I I would think. Okay. Um, but he does love his slow motion, and you know what? It works. <laughs> I, I'm not going to complain about it. I, I you know, even after a third watch, I was still into this movie. Can you imagine watching just that straight 25 minutes? <laughs> that would be a little rough. I, I, that's the, a many, that's a good amount of minutes. At, at that point, I would think I was having a seizure. That's half some... my commute. <laughs> right. Wow. <laughs> oh, fuck. So a, after the whole Amazon fight, and, and let me tell you, one of my favorite scenes from that, that fight is you know they've shot him full of arrows, Steppenwolf full of arrows at that point, and he just kind of flexes his armor and they all snap off. I, I, I thought that was awesome. I loved the redesign on Steppenwolf. I, I thought that they they did a, a, a great job. Um, the CGI looked so much better than it did in in the theatrical cut of it. Um, Why does I'm, he sound German? Steppenwolf. <laughs> Steppenwolf. That's wherever they got it from. That's the name of a band too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I I I love that they spent a little bit more time on the CG. It seems to be with with all of Whedon's reshoots, they really did not have a fair amount of time to spend on the CG. So that's that was one of my biggest bitches about the Whedon cut is that Steppenwolf looked ridiculous. It, it looked terrible. And the actor that voiced 
Steppenwolf is a really good actor, and he's got a great voice. He's been in a lot of different things. Uh, he was Julius Caesar in the the uh, HBO series Rome. Uh, Syrian Hines is his name. Um, he's got a great voice, and you know, again in the Whedon cut, they did such a shit job with him, and they and they they made him sound terrible. But we jump, you know, to uh, after that scene. You know, we, we jumped to the Chernobyl, Russian, whatever the fuck, you know, nuclear hazard area that they decided to set up their base. And the first thing that jumped out to me, that stupid fucking family isn't in this. I'm glad. I was so happy with that. What a pointless addition that Whedon put in there. That fucking family. I did not care. Honestly, I was rooting for them to die by the end of that <laughs> film, okay? Well, because it was such a slap in the face because we know why it was in there, right? Why was it in there? To to show that um, uh, um, people get hurt. Well, it, and it was to give Flash a, a, another moment for humor. Right. We'll get into how I felt about th- that. Yeah, uh, anyways. Um but I loved it gave kind of a decent explanation as to why we they were there. They were there to set up their base. It was abandoned. They used the ra- leftover radiation from the meltdown to construct their their fortress there. Toxic. That makes sense. Yeah. They didn't explain that in the Whedon cut. We we have no idea why the fuck they went there. And it doesn't really matter scientifically how it's supposed to work as long as like it makes sense but enough. It, right. As it's far, a superhero movie. As far as the story is concerned, it makes sense. <clears throat> Where Whereas in the Whedon cut, it why did they go there? It, it, it just didn't, you know, oh, well, it's off the grid. Okay, but... And There's again, still a family we, there that we, is we fine? The, right, exactly. <laughs> I, that's, that's How are these people not melting? I, I don't what does get, he do for work? And, they, and they're the only fucking... It, they, you know, it, when you watch the Whedon cut, it's like, is that the only fucking people that live there? Yeah. What about the other right, <laughs> right. families? The only, t- the only time you know that there's other people living there. <laughs> Dostoevsky. Yeah, Dostoevsky. <laughs> fucking stupidest goddamn scene. The only time you know other people live there is when Superman is carrying a, a fucking apartment building, you know, back to, oh, God, I'll get into that in a minute. But um, they actually do some character development with Steppenwolf. The motivation makes more sense. He is doing this because he wants to get back in the good graces of Darkseid. And in the the Whedon cut, I felt like he wanted to fuck the mother boxes. I mean, he was really, <laughs> oh, mother, I am coming for you and oh, I'll do this. And it, it, I think Darkseid is mentioned one time in the in the Whedon cut. For the unity, and then he says for Dark Side, and I think that's the only time Dark Side is mentioned in the entire Whedon cut. Whereas in this one, it made sense that he his whole motivation was to get back to the right hand of Dark Side again. That was totally missing from the Whedon cut, and and he, at that point he became a very generic villain. Whereas in this one, it, it made sense. So I again top notch on that one. Also, uh 
I mean, let me know. Stop me if you're going to get into this. But Darkseid kind of got clapped at the beginning there, and I wasn't happy about that. We'll get into that. Okay. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. Um, <laughs> you know, we then cut to the scene of, uh, of uh, you know, Bruce and Alfred on the tarmac there. They're just about to leave, you know, in the plane. And again, it, it, it the, the scene in the Whedon cut is basically uh, them sitting in the plane and you know, very uh, moody uh, in this cut, though. right? In this cut, well, and again, this is one of those scenes where in the Whedon cut, you knew it was a reshoot because again, Affleck looked like a bloated fucking pig in the Whedon cut for the re- reshoot. And again, I don't blame him. He had to work his ass off to look the way he did in Batman v Superman and, and in you know the the Snyder version. Those were of this some film. heavy chains he was Dude, throwing around. He looked, he looked ripped. He was fucking Yo. jacked in the in the in that film um and that was always one of my biggest bitches about uh you know the whedon justice league was that he he looked so bloated and bad in so many of those scenes the the, the batman costume looked ridiculous um you know that you could tell they 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 took they they fattened up the cowl a bit to fit his bulbous ass in there and again, I'm not knocking Ben Affleck, you know, the, getting, looking that, getting that ripped. Well, also, how old is he? Well, he's in his 40s? he's probably in his 40s. Getting that the, jacked dude, in his 40s? I, That's insane. That would kill me. Yeah. I, I couldn't do that. And he looked amazing in Batman v Superman. He looked amazing in that film. And so it was really nice to see some consistency in how he looked in this in this film. So, uh, yeah. And and then we and we also get to the the point of, of of Batman his motivation in this film. What is driving him? Why is he so hell-bent on putting this team together? And and we get to to the point where it's his immense guilt over what happened with Superman. Yes, he feels there's a looming threat coming, but he also feels like that the, there needs to be a replacement for Superman. There needs to be a, a cabal of heroes that can work together to, to make up for, you know, Superman's absence. And I, I felt like that, that message got super muddled in, in the Whedon version. So I, again, all of these things are building as we go through the film. And it's nice to see, you know, go from one scene to the other with Affleck looking exactly the same as he was <laughs> in the previous scene and not looking like he just got off a weekend bender, you know. So then we, we go to back to Themyscira and we're firing the arrow of, of fire, you know, into the, the Amazonian temple there. Um, that scene could have been cut down. That That dragged out a little too much for my taste. That's another area where I think we could have, you know, kind of slice that up. And again, I'm looking at this through the lens of how would we cut this down to a three hour film? So we, so it could be put into theaters. Cut an hour off. Well, the 25 minutes of slow motion, (laughs) that kind of takes out a a good, Uh, but there are a lot of scenes in this movie that I could see taking the knife to, and it wouldn't hurt the structure of it. I think it would still be of the same quality that the four-hour credits. And don't get me wrong. I love the four hours. I am perfectly okay with that because it, it gives you that opportunity to delve into that story, to delve into every single character, to, to show the whole picture. Well, there was no scene for me that was where I was like, oh, my God, really? 
it, it, nothing was like that for me. Right. And watch and again, watching it three times during my third viewing that you're right. There was no scene like, Oh fuck, this is boring. I'm mm-hmm. going to go on to this. No, it, it all served a purpose. But again, looking at it from an editor standpoint sure. going, okay, this probably could have gotten pared down. Yeah. This could have been here, you know, whatever. But, um, yeah, I that that scene I it could have been shaved I think a little bit. So then we kind of fast forward to Star Labs real quick. We get a, a very brief introduction to you know Silas Stone, and then uh, his partner Ryan Choi, which I'm sure you don't know his significance. Nope, because you don't read the comics. He is the Adam in the comics. Adam and Eve. Adam A T O M as an atom bomb. The Atom. So think of this as DC's analog to Ant-Man. Ant-Man. Yes. The Atom? The Atom. Okay. He shrinks. Very small. But that was a nice little Easter egg that popped up there. So one scene, uh, Wonder Woman at that point uh, goes into the temple and, you know, we see the, the, all of the hieroglyphics, hieroglyphics and the paintings on the wall depicting the battle in dark side and, and all this other stuff. Cool scene. Again, it's another one that could have been cut. We didn't need to because the very next scene, or not the very next scene, but we're going to get the exposition about what happened with that battle. Well, there's that, and she could have been talked to about this as a child, and we wouldn't have been none the wiser. Right, right, and that yeah, that could the story could have could have. I mean, she's made out of clay; she's got to have good memories. Right. No, and and I think that 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 again, that's a it's a cool scene. I mean, you know, seeing everything, and you see a painting of Dark Side, and you're like, oh, Dark Side, yay! But you, you you could have cut that out, and it would have been fine. And we jump forward at that point to Aquaman, you know, saving the fishermen in the, in the, in the, in the, uh, you know, the little tugboat that that's going down there. What I liked about this scene is that we didn't, they didn't try to tie in the parademons at that point, because in the Whedon cut, he saves the sailor and he ends up with this green shit on his hands and it's blood from a parademon, apparently. I, I don't know, the fisherman was, must have stabbed one. But they didn't do that here. They were focusing on kind of his struggles with living in Alcohol? the... Alcohol? Well, serious. That dude can drink. That dude, <laughs> as, that, you, as you belch. Bleh, that dude <laughs> can drink. Fuck. I wish I wish Momoa could join us because he would probably be draining this bottle right now. Um, but it 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 just showed kind of the struggle that he's having. And, and again, we didn't end up with fucking icky thump from the White Stripes playing as he walked out of the bar. It was a it, it was a great Nick Cave song called "There Is a Kingdom," and, and it it just made tone wise it made much more sense than. Fucking Jack White. Nah, dumb, incredibly dumb. You should be a a, a vocalist. I should. Mm-hmm. I I have a voice for something. I know I have a face for radio. Um, a face for radio. I have for a sure. face for radio for sure. Um, and then we get a scene where you know he he ends up on the outskirts of Atlantis there, and we get. A scene with him and Volko, which not was not in 
the theatrical cut in any way, shape, or form. Why was his hair so long? Right. Uh, eh, we'll, we'll, we'll give him an inconsistency. Was Aquaman before or after this movie? After. This was out. Yeah, Aquaman was after. Okay, so that makes sense. His hair, he cut his hair for to Aquaman. To an extent, there were a couple of inconsistencies, and they were very minor. Uh, one of the bigger ones was uh, Mira had a British accent <laughs> in Justice League, but you get to Aquaman, that accent's gone. <laughs> oh, yeah. Why yeah. is that? <laughs> so, That's really weird. I don't know why they did that. But uh, I, I love that scene with Volko. And, who did Aquaman? What's that? Who did Aquaman? The who directed it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Is what I think it was uh, Justin Lin. He he his previous credits. I think he did uh, a couple of the Fast and Furious movies. Okay. But, uh, another good movie. For the most part, there were a lot of good things in there. But uh, and, and that's the thing is that. You're introdu- You're basically introducing in this film three different characters, brand spanking new, right off, the, you know, fresh off the shelf there. And of course, the point of these is to set up their solo films. Wait a minute. Yes. Do you me. think that we are liking this movie better because it came out after their solo movies? For example, is that why Avengers did so well? Is because we had all of this backstory already established? What an insane concept, sir. How how in wow. I think you've unlocked it. You you've you've sleuthed this out, buddy. Jesus, if only the executives at Warner Brothers could have fucking figured that out before they started <laughs> this endeavor. Hey, maybe it takes more than two fucking movies before you attempt to do uh, a team-up film. An Avengers level. How film. bizarre <clears throat> is that? Fuck. <laughs> but again, you know that's one of the things this film it, it does a fairly decent job of doing is setting up solo films for uh, these these three new characters, and and it, I think it was a much better lead-in to to the Aquaman solo film. Absolutely, because you've got they talk about Orm, they talk about, uh, you know the uh, your brother, your brother, and you know they talk about uh, you know his mother's trident at that point. You know, the, it just makes more fucking sense than 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 what they did in the in the theatrical cut. So, um, at that point, we go back to. Uh, Back to the uh, the Steppenwolf's lair, and we get our first introduction to Desaad, who is uh, Darkseid's right hand man. And again, we're 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 showing a little more depth to Steppenwolf. Something more than just oh, super strong bad guy, blah blah blah. No, again, he <laughs> he's not trying to. It's not a scene of him, you know, jacking off all over mother boxes. It, it, again, there's a point to this. There's a reason that he's doing what he's doing. It's not just for mindless destruction and blowing the earth up and doing all this other thing. He's trying to make daddy love him. And that makes a compelling character. You don't need a shit ton of dialogue. You, they don't need to be the most charismatic character out there. We just need some decent motivation for what they're doing. And there was motivation there, and I that that that's the great thing about this this version is that they gave much more motivation to each character. 
much more thorough than than what Whedon's cut Whedon's cut did. You know, and, and again, um, the Whedon cut it was two hours long. The problem, though, is you are trying to introduce three new characters in that span of time, plus Steppenwolf and all of his fucking baggage. Of course, shit was going to get missed. It's just, God, it astounds me. And again, it's just another reminder, you know, at that point, Steppenwolf, the armor comes off a little bit and you can see it's not a helmet that he's wearing. That's him. That's his head. And so it <laughs> that's makes his that's his fucking head, <laughs> you know, and and, and I, I'm not going to say it was Infinity War Thanos level CG, but it was so much better than than what we got in the theatrical cut. So much better. But again, we get that tease of dark side. We get that little tease. We get the mention of him. We don't see him yet. But wait, then we end up in the. You know, but wait, we'll, if you order now, it, you will what, get two for the price of one. But wait, there's more because we end up in the Wayne Enterprises uh, hangar there. Bruce is tinkering with the shit. And uh, Diana shows up. And we're going to have a little talk about uh, mother boxes and other shit. And we're going to get probably one of the uh, better scenes in the film, in my opinion. I spent a million dollars, millions of dollars on on the security I, here. I, yes, yes. Uh, uh, I, uh, it took me longer than most. Yeah, it took me at least a minute to get through it. I, I, I love that. That's that's great. And that was what I, I think the Whedon cut, the, the line was, yeah, it seemed really expensive. Eh, whatever. That was funny. But, you know, it worked. And again, Snyder is capable of humor. It is possible. Now, Batman v Superman, not a lot of humor going on there. So, but this one, it was a, I think had a lighter touch to it. But we're back... Now we're back at the hangar and watching Bruce and Diana together you're sitting there going, when are you kids going to fuck? When's it going to happen? Do they? In the comics? No. And it, it, and it all depends. Depends on which version of DC history you're going off of. Uh, this is a very long conversation and rabbit hole that I could go down, but... Typically, in various iterations, Wonder Woman ultimately ends up with Superman. What? That's yeah. lame. No, I, I I disagree wholeheartedly. I fucking hate Lois. I am perfectly okay. Oh, no, no. Superman, Um, I think, should be celibate. What is, what is he, a priest? <laughs> Superman's got to get his fuck on occasionally. He could be an incel. You don't know. Oh, my God. Can you imagine if that guy was pent up for a while and then he blew out? Dude, he'd blow the fucking roof off a house. Like Hancock? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. You think firing little bullets <laughs> in his holes in the roof. That dude's fucking taking a fucking roof off a house. He's yeah. ki- he's killing a skyscraper at that point. Yeah. But I, I like the playful, you know, chemistry between, uh, you know, Diana and Bruce. I, I think it, it works in this, in this movie. Um, but then we get... A fucking amazing scene with so much shit in it. It, it, it I, God, it, the fanboy in me was just like, <laughs> I'm in heaven. We get the scene of, you know, 5,000 years ago, Darkseid tried to come to Earth 
and obviously use the the mother boxes and the unity to, to completely take it over and who shows up to stop them oh fucking amazons uh atlanteans the tribe of men a fucking green lantern Woo-hoo-hoo. the greek gods oh my god i'm over here with my dick in my hand right now and that was an awesome that that was some Lord of the Rings fucking shit right there. The Sauron fucking you know the beginning of beginning of fellowship where the you know the fight was Sauron, you know that oh, 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 right okay. you yeah, know yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm not talking about the whole I'm, thing. I'm into but, it. I'm into yeah, it. I'm into yeah. it. I'm picking up what you're putting down. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, I get it. But it, I'm it, eating that chili dog it, too. It, in the it, in the Whedon cut, it was Steppenwolf doing the invasion. It didn't make any fucking sense. Oh yeah, and it, it, we get dark side. We get a young dark side, a five thousand years younger dark side. He's fucking shirtless, and showing off the pecs, mm-hmm. and and coming to throw the smack down. And he gets you. clapped. And he gets clapped. And I love that uh, that they brought back David Thewlis to be Ares again. He was Ares in the Wonder Woman, you know, the first Wonder Woman film. So seeing him, obviously. Why is that dude so muscular? You see the muscles on that guy? He's the god of war. I know, but. Thulis is not muscular. What is he eating? In real How many avocados it, a day does he inject? In the real world, Thulis is not jacked. He's he's a skinny Englishman. But, you know, for the for the Wonder Woman. <laughs> f- oh, no, he's fucking. Well, he was um he was in Harry Potter. Do you watch the Harry Potter movies ever? Yeah. Okay. He was. uh. Fuck! One of the d- defense against the dark arts character. He's the guy that turned into the werewolf. <laughs> werewolf. No werewolf. way. That that guy. Yeah. Fuck! I can't remember his name. God damn it. Wait, wait, wait! I'm talking about the guy who shoots lightning bolts. Oh, that's Zeus. Oh, that's no, that, to be that, Zeus. That, that that's supposed to be Zeus. Yeah. So. Oh wait! So who's the guy that stabs? That's Ares. And that's, that's the same guy that turned into the werewolf. Yes, that's David Th- Lupin, he's... Professor Lupin. Why was he so big? Like well, because they put his fucking face on it and face on a CG, you know, fucking character. Because okay, but it, I'm it, talking about Zeus, though. Why was he so jacked? Do you see the muscles? It's on Zeus. Dude? It's the fucking god of thunder. Or not insane. the god Where of thunder. It? but Where's his beard? He had a beard. Why is he not old? Why has he got to be old? Because he's Zeus. Eh. He's supposed to be old and wise. Eh. In some movies, he's Liam Neeson. What do you want? I, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> Liam Neeson was old and and like no, gray hair. In the tight in the Titans movies, he had he had a nice brown beard. He looked he didn't look old. Oh, he did have a black he beard. D- didn't he? he did. He wasn't he wasn't all grayed up or anything. You are my son. Yes, you are my son. I went back and rewatched those the other day. By the way, <laughs> both of them. Um, but you but, will do what I say, my that's, son. That's right. What must I do? Um, <laughs> oh, I, I fucking man. love those movies. Okay. Well, anyway, Zeus, Jack, that makes sense. Yeah. It, it, it makes a lot of sense, but you, you've got, I mean. But he, he looked like he was taking, he looked like he was getting a hemorrhoid every time he <laughs> shot a lightning bolt. <laughs> I mean, did you see his face? Yeah. Yes, he, did. He, he, was, he was pooping. I mean, he's Zeus. Come on. He, like, he can Zeus. shoot lightning bolts out of his fingertip. Like he's flicking a fly away. Well, I mean, come on. He could shoot lightning bolts out of his arse. I, I'm <laughs> why sure why he didn't could. he do that? He's he fuck, looked like he was that doing that. That would have been great. That would have been great. <laughs> the face matches that. <laughs> but I, 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 again, that scene from an expositional standpoint was, was 
again, fantastic. Visually, it was it was fantastic. It, it showed, you know, the, the Green Lantern thing. I I geeked out. Who about. was that guy? That got. I don't know that lantern. But also, that, why didn't he zip away like a lantern? He just like kind of. Well, here's the here's the thing with with off? the with the Green Lantern is that when you have the ring on. You cannot, your body cannot be harmed. There is a shield around you. But if you'll notice, he cut his hand off. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, no, it kind of doesn't. But no, he cut his hand off. He took the ring from him. And at that point, he's completely vulnerable. All right, let me back that up. Hold on. Reset. With the Green Lantern rings, you can create a shield around your body to where you cannot be harmed by say a conventional weapon. However, obviously Darkseid surprised him, knocked him on his ass. He cut his hand off. He doesn't have control of the ring anymore. He is vulnerable just like anybody else. And bitch got stuck. I mean, that's it. And the ring he got clapped. He got clapped and the <laughs> ring takes off to go find a replacement. That's why you see the ring pop up and then just take off. And he it, finds Ryan Reynolds. <laughs> We'll get we'll get into that later. <laughs> oh, God, oh, maybe we never speak of that film ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, I I enjoyed uh, watching Ares just basically flop his penis right on top of Dark Side. Oh, dude, like, he, yeah. The, uh, how how many? How much? How many pounds can that dude lift with his neck? I did. I don't did know. Did you see like the uh, the tendons He's, coming? <laughs> he he worships at the house of Swole, my friend. Oh wait, but also wasn't that dude, um, who uh, Wonder Woman fought at the end of the first movie? Ares. Ares. Yes. He's the one that dropped the the the, the axe on the dark side. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's the same guy. All right. Yeah. Why was he so helpful then, but apparently not at the end of Wonder Woman? Well, because there was a threat to the entire planet. Darkseid was going to... Isn't he all about that? He's all about war and conflict, which is why he was so happy to be in there cutting shit up. But if there's <laughs> a, but if okay. there's no planet left to fight on, then what's the point? Just jump to another planet. Yeah, but you, you'll notice the unity... And again, I'm skipping ahead now, but the unity kills everything. Superman included. Okay, so really? there, there's nothing. Superman gets clapped. Well, yeah. The, anyways. Um, yeah, Superman. Everybody dies because the, the, the unity basically just fucking scorches the earth at that point and makes it in a blank, you know. Canvas What's with at that the point. anti-life equation? We'll okay. We'll get we'll get into that. I promise. I promise. That makes no sense to me. It's a MacGuffin, and we'll we'll get into it. Okay, a McMuffin. <laughs> that sounds good right now. <laughs> Jesus God. Uber Eats, bring us some McDonald's now. What are we gonna get it by bicycle <laughs> at four in the morning? Four in the morning. <laughs> One thing I I, I want to ask your opinion on. The priests that were with the mother boxes with the unity, they looked very similar as far as species was concerned to Steppenwolf and Desaad. Am I mistaken? 
Did you did you, they have the same kind of chin to to themselves? I thought they were supposed to be the representation of Hercules's um you know the cartoon in Hercules Hercules the cartoon they have Yes, the oracles. And with Ares, they have like they like eat eyeballs or something. The oracles. Yeah. Yeah, I could see some comparison to that, but I I, I thought they had a very similar chin structure to to each other. I, I well, to each other, sure, but not to anybody to, else, you don't I, don't think I didn't get any vibes that they were of the same okay. species as right. Steppenwolf or Desaad. That, that was just a question I kind of had. Desaad, what a cool name. Steppenwolf, mm-mm. No, that's a terrible name, but Desaad, that's a cool name. Yeah. Yeah. Desaad, that seems alien. Desaad. Or dark, well, dark side sense, I mean, whatever. So the mother boxes get all separated, right? Mm-hmm. The Amazonians take their box to Themyscira. The Atlanteans obviously take their box to Atlantis. Hold on. Uh, What did the tribe of men do? Yeah. Wow. (laughs) That made me so mad. They put it in a two-foot deep hole like they were burying a dog. That's as deep as my dead dog's we're, grave was. We, that, we, that's insane. We go dig a hole. The, they have all this rituals and everything for everything else. <laughs> and what the tribe of men are too incompetent to come up with like a post or, a, or something. And like a little drum beat. Hey, uh, hey, whatever. Come on. That pissed me off so much. And that's the irony is that the last box to be discovered is the one that was put in the fucking hole that was two feet deep. Yeah, I know. What a, what a disgrace. What a disgrace! Man, that's what we. That's why we're number one. <laughs> we're number one <laughs> because we just forget about stuff, and it always, for some reason, works out. What's this hole over here? I don't know. There's some frustrated. <laughs> oh, there's a box there. What the fuck? <laughs> and it was found by Hitler. What the heck? <laughs> like, where was that box buried? <laughs> oh, fuck. I mean, where was that battle had? First of all. I, I I don't. That was the dumbest this, thing in that movie. What's up? The, the box. Be, the box <laughs> the be buried. Box. Yeah, yeah, dude. This is the most dangerous thing. This will literally destroy the planet. Gu- safeguard it. Okay, I'll find, I'll I'll put two layers of dirt. Exactly. I'll do, with I'll, a shovel. I'll, that's like. <laughs> you well, see the shovels and well, like holes in it and stuff. Not even a good shovel. We'll we'll, we'll, we'll dig the <laughs> smallest hole possible. And I think you hit the nail on the head. You know, a grave you'd fucking you you know bury a dog in. <laughs> At least put it six feet deep, man. <laughs> Something right. Yeah, put some put a stone Fuck. over the top. Come on. <laughs> put, it, put it in a put it in a leather bag. I mean. <laughs> Something. Wow. Something. Uh. Well, we get away from the, from that. Yeah, I forgot about I I I blocked that part out. Of, take that out of the movie. Yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I hate that so much. Everything else, the the Amazonians, the Atlantes, they do some cool shit with it. They put it somewhere, but yeah, let's just dig a hole and shove it in there. All right. Fuck it. All right, let's drink some meat and go fight a bear, everyone. <laughs> That's exactly Good deal. What they did. <laughs> let's go find someone to cornhole. <laughs> <laughs> just throw the just throw the box. Let's just throw it by the tree. Nobody will find it there. <laughs> uh, but then we get to go and we get to meet Barry fucking Allen. We get to meet our Flash. 
What a great scene. We finally get a, a, a decent introduction to him. And one of the mm-hmm. best fucking songs that I've heard in a while. That Rose Betts uh, song of the siren. That's pretty good. I know I've been driving you crazy because I downloaded that song the second that I got it and I started playing it in a loop. Yeah, you've been playing it and yeah, and I hear it in my office. I'm like, man, it's what's the, I, I'm like, are you watching that movie? No. I'm like, I, and I walk in and you're just sitting there, you're working, just listening and you're vibing. I I'm just, going, are you a madman? I just love that song. It's so good. And we get our introduction to Iris West. And, and just that I love that scene. Because, again, yes, great use of slow motion with the flash. And, and visually, it's a very stunning scene. But it, it's a great kind of introduction to him. I was getting Predator vibes. <laughs> so, where he he could totally just zoom around and you know like lift up her skirt or something. Oh, oh, you're talking sexual predator, yeah. not 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 get to the choppa predator. Yeah, and also, why was he so happy about grabbing a hot dog? I mean, because he was using that for the dogs. He, he didn't. He, he was he was thinking. Yes. He, what what's the point of him getting a job at a doghouse? Well, he could steal money from a bank and be fine. Because he's not a piece of shit. That's why. He he has a moral compass, unlike everybody else that, that is on this podcast. Um, <laughs> no, <laughs> but but the, again, what a much better intro. Because in the Whedon cut, his intro is him visiting his dad in jail. Yeah. No, I agree. I loved everything about it. Oh, there, it was a fantastic scene. It, again, visually stunning. I, I loved... And, and again, we're building, there is a Flash solo movie coming. It has been a while, and we'll kind of get into that at the end of this. I bet it's going to be great. I, yeah, there's there's questions. There's questions. My name is Barry Allen. Yes. And I'm fast. And I, Look I, how fast I can go. I am the fastest man alive. That's the Flash. Well, huh? Um... Spoiler alert. No, he's not. Right? Okay. He, he that's, got, that's got to be the, the thing of the movie, right? No. I'm the fastest man alive. He is. Whoa, the oh, there's someone faster. <laughs> yeah, it's called the reverse flash. But anyways. Um, what a lame name. Isn't Superman supposed to be as fast as the flash? No. <clears throat> Just barely slower? Yes. Okay. The Flash is so. Fast. So is Superman uh, 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 as slow to the Flash is as Wonder Woman is to Superman? Yes. Okay. That's a good comparison. Good. I'll, I'll go with that. Glad. And if anybody wants to see, send an email and disagree with me with that, I'm happy to fight with you. That's fine. So at that point, we go to the uh, a, a quick little scene that I think could have been cut out. It's the interrogation of the Atlantean guard there with the little spider fucking thing on the head. Well, I think the only reason that's in there is to establish the spider thing on the head. Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. yeah. Get rid of it. We could have figured out that, or, you know, we, we could have made the leap that Steppenwolf figured out that the other well, because he, was, But he was used that Atlantis. spider thing in... Um, the uh, when he's when he has like Silas and, and the other and the other Star Labs employees. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he has all those yeah. people. He uses that. It it doesn't need to be established. I see that it's projecting his brain. Right. 
thoughts, whatever. His, That's, br- his brain yolk. It's projecting. <laughs> <laughs> his brain it's fluids. It's scrambling. His, can you imagine if it just shot a needle in there? <laughs> it's a fucking drill bit. That would have been up. much better. Yeah. Right. That would have raised the stakes. <laughs> Poor nameless Atlantean guard. Oh, we cared for him so much. No. Not at all. But so- I will not betray my people. Whoop, 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 whoop. Uh-huh. You already have. Got your thoughts. Gotcha. Gotcha. But hey, we do end up with somebody we do care about. We get a proper introduction to Cyborg, Mr. Victor Stone there. Gucci gang. And he gets finally gets some fucking love he deserved. This he got Cyborg got short shifted uh in the in the short changed short changed in the weed and cut worse than i think most of the characters in the film um i loved this montage voiceover with you know him listening to the tape recorder with his dad um i loved you know the different you know him learning his abilities i think we got a little bit more of a, a kind of an exposure to that um th- this is what it needed because i'll, I'll be honest with you Ray Fisher, who played Cyborg, he was, I thought he did an amazing job. I thought he did a good job in the theatrical cut from what he was given. But in this, he was fantastic in this movie. He he was really one of the, the, the shining stars in this film that really jumped out at me. And it's unfortunate that he wants nothing to do with this going forward now. Um, Why? So... Joss Whedon has been accused of some very inappropriate behavior, especially um, Whedon Gate. We there's Whedon Gate. Um, he We Gate. Sure. Um, he negate has, neglect. He, he has been a, a accused of creating a, a very toxic environment on the sets uh, and on the set of Justice League. But then we've got people going back to when he was, you know, the showrunner Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Some of those actors saying that he's a very inappropriate person, that he's a very abusive person, and Ray Fisher has been very vocal that that was what was happening on the set of justice league. And he's very pissed that Warner brothers really didn't do anything about it. So, however, I follow, I, I follow him on Twitter cause I think he's a cool guy. And, uh, you know, he's been very supportive of the Snyder cut coming out and has even said, you know, very recently that, uh, you know, he would consider making a comeback as cyborg at some point. If Snyder's involved, I think that is the caveat. Gotcha. So, but again, I, I love that we get a little more beef. We get a little more gristle with Cyborg. We get we get we get to dive a little bit further into his abilities. We get to see everything you know that he's doing. However, I have one bitch about this: uh, the waitress that he feels bad about that he fills up her bank account. A hundred grand, really? Is that all we're gonna do? <clears throat> That'll go unnoticed by the IRS. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Touche, sir. Touche. <laughs> um, <clears throat> uh, yeah, I mean, if he's literally a walking AI, he can solve the world's problems very quickly. Everything. Yeah. And that's what's fascinating about that character. It's funny. He was that character in the comics was uh, tied with the Teen Titans. 
So these are all the sidekick characters of all the different heroes. So Robin was in it, Kid Flash was in it, uh, Aqualad, you know, all the all these other, you know, kind of side piece so characters. In that, in that cartoon show, that cyborg that's in there, is yeah. that Cyborg's sidekick or is that Cyborg? That's Cyborg himself. Yes. Oh. Yes, that's meant that's that's yeah, that's Victor Stone. Whoa! So my that's childhood has changed. So that's where he started out in the comics throughout the years. Now, around twenty, fuck me, I think eleven. <laughs> I think it was around twenty eleven. That's how that's how this year's going, isn't it? <laughs> Pretty much. So around, I think it was twenty ten or twenty eleven. DC Comics did a huge reboot of the. They changed the continuity. They did all this shit. And it came up with, uh, it was called the New 52. Well, in this new timeline, Victor Stone, a.k.a. Cyborg, was one of the founding members of the Justice League. And that's what they're flying off of with the movies here, is that he is a founding member of the Justice League, whereas, you know, back in the day, he was a teen titan. And that was it. So Because he was a teen, right? Well, I mean... Well, in the movie, he like, was in college. Was it, oh, that, he was. He wasn't. That wasn't. High no, he was. He was, was. No, that. Yeah, that was college. Yeah, it was. It was college? Because, okay. because in the football game, they were playing <clears throat> Wisconsin. So, and he was with Gotham U. So yes, that was that was definitely uh, Gotham uh, Youth. Uh, Gotham University, Orange Pith, <laughs> <laughs> General Pithaketh. So. Now, I love the fact that they, they gave him more character development. They gave you a little bit more time with him. And again, that's the benefit of a four-hour fucking movie. You can do this. And it felt like his movie. It did. Really. I he mean, it didn't was, feel like Flash's movie. It did not feel like Aquaman's movie. He was, of the three characters, he was very much the standout yeah. in this film. And it, they were better for it, mm-hmm. I, I think. They did get, Flash got some love. Don't get me wrong. No, they all got, but they, Batman le- least of all. Well, because loved, he was but, established at that point, and, sure. And that and that is a point I will make. There, there, there did come a point in the film where Beth, I don't know why Batman was there, but you know, again, we'll get there. Um, and then we kind of jump to the uh, the scene of Barry with his dad, and uh, yeah, we have to establish that you know. Different the, vibes this time around. It was because it, no, you didn't have that stupid bullshit with him drawing the mustache and the glasses on the uh, you know the other visitor. And, and yes, it was a much it, it was much darker tone. It it, it was a little more serious. Um, I like <clears throat> Billy Crudup. I think he's a good actor. That's the guy who played his dad. Uh, he was um, Doctor Manhattan in Watchmen. Yeah, he was. Yes, he was. And, you know, obviously Zack Snyder directed Watchmen. That's big where, swinging dick. That's where the time, yeah. <laughs> big swinging blue dick. <laughs> <laughs> but that, but that was a nice scene. It was, it was, you know, it, 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 again, we're with a four hour movie, you're able to create more character development. You've got a little more motivation as to why they do what they do and why they think the way that they think. And this was just another piece that they were able to add on without the stupid fucking one-liner bullshit, snarky humor that Joss Whedon threw in there. So I, I enjoyed that scene. And then we jump to 
Bruce and Barry meet. Cool scene. Great scene. Love that scene. Uh, and, and that was a, a, one of those in the Whedon version. That scene pretty much stayed intact. Except for a couple of one-liners in the big fucking And that scene, did they, did they it, with, with Whedon, did it show Barry? I'm sorry to cut you off. Did no, it no, show no, Barry come out to the exterior like that? It didn't go straight from dad in jail to him going into this place where obviously he's homeless. Right. I, I did not get that from the original Justice League. Actually, they did. They did? They did, yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. There wasn't. It, it, it was a very condensed portion of it. it. It didn't show him coming across the railroad tra- tracks. It was just him basically coming to the entrance of it, and that was it. Well, because to me, this in the Justice League, like this was just his lair that he had set up. But in in the center cut, I'm getting like he's homeless. This is all he has. He's very much a drifter. Yeah. Right. Yeah, no, and and I think that you know, obviously he's squatting in whatever space he's in. Right. He's done a very nice job of setting it up to for creature comforts and everything else. Uh, but yeah, this this scene was uh, Whedon pretty much left the scene alone. The only thing he added was the stupid brunch rant in the original where he goes off. But it, it, again, yes, Barry is a humorous character but they don't make him a complete fucking douchebag. I'm sorry, douchebag isn't the word. They don't make him a complete idiot. Idiot's the word. They don't make him you know, a, a complete idiot. He's funny, but he's not just a fucking clown, which is what he's we... He's socially awkward. Right, and that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and But Whedon treated him as basically the, the comedic relief... In, well, I mean, in, he is in this movie, too. But not to such a severe degree where okay. you're like, fuck, this guy's annoying. Right. He, and he wasn't as bad. He's convincing. Yes. He's very much convincing. Um, I have a weird technical question. Okay. So you notice when the Flash does his, you know, shows off his super speed, we've got, you know, little little electrical surges going everywhere. Wouldn't he fry fucking everything around He's him? He's in a different dimension. So when he's within the speed force, it's not having a physical effect on anything. Nope. That's what I, that's my interpretation. The the, the problem that I see. He's traveling in between two things. The the scene in, in Batman V Superman where Flash comes out and says, hey, Lois is the key, blah, 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 blah. And then Bruce wakes up. Well, that's supposed but to be there's from pa- an but there, timeline, but, right? but but there's papers flying around in the background there, indicating that it happened. So I feel like the speed force does have some physical effect on things. Well, there there must be, but it the 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 faster you go, time. If you go at the speed of light, you don't experience time. Right, so. I mean, if you don't experience time, how how exactly can you have an effect on the world? So he's going pretty fast, and I think the way it's explained is um, he's traveling through this alternate dimension era because there is an alternate timeline that's established, right? And that's where Barry's probably coming from, and he's reaching in to this alternate timeline. And... And um, <laughs> and that makes some papers fly around. 
<laughs> could you whatever? Could you, could you show me what that is again? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's nice. I like that. Yeah, some papers fly around. Whatever. That's okay. the most it can. Well, do. I I mean you know there there's there is quantum theory the whole the multiverse and you know it, it, everything else. I I, I just it, it was one of those things where you see lightning striking everywhere and it's like okay yeah, how like, how does this it guy might ha- feel like static electricity? How how do how is it this guy has electronics around him at any point in time without them exploding? <laughs> it's again it's one of those stupid fucking things all, you think about. All I imagine are Tesla coils and people playing like Seven Nation Army or whatever. Off of it. <laughs> Why'd you have to go white? stripes we already got away from making <laughs> thump what are you doing what the fuck man That's just well i recently watched like this show with this movie with um uh who's the guy that stole the declaration of independence are we talking about national treasure yeah. nick cage nick cage yeah uh, he was like this wizard guy who was teaching this the sorcerer's the sorcerer's apprentice. apprentice yes yeah. oh my god God. And they ha- he has this Tesla coil, and it's like, bah, 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 bah. that's what I'm thinking about. That was a bad movie. <laughs> really bad I movie. liked it. I like Nick Cage in that. Yeah. So this scene with Flash and, and Batman, one of the things that stuck out with me, this Barry is... Allen. This is w- Barry Allen. <laughs> I'm Bruce Wayne. Am I... Am I supposed to know who you are? <laughs> Anyways, um, this is when the score of the film took me out of the movie. And I noticed as time went on that this was not a good score for this movie. The, the score in this film was not good. And that is, it, that is one of the detractors and why I, I kind of took half a star off because I hated the score in this film. I really, I did not enjoy it. And, and it's really bad because there are little pieces thrown in of the previous scores from Batman v Superman and Man of Steel. So in Man of Steel, Hans Zimmer was the one that did Man of Steel. And oh my God, he fucking knocked it out of the park. Now, when Batman v Superman was being made, it was Hans Zimmer and a D. I don't know what the fuck else to call him. A DJ called Junkie XL. He has a name. I can't remember it. I don't fucking care. Anyways, they collaborated on Batman v Superman, which again, great score. I really enjoyed it. Um, it was fantastic. What about Wonder Woman? Yeah, he he had a yeah. Hans Zimmer and, and Junkie XL came up with the Wonder Woman theme. All of those point. are were great, and I the, was looking forward to getting more yes, of that and in this movie. We got a very small got, sample of it. Very Mostly Wonder Woman it. stuff. Yes. Right? I think that's it. Junkie XL was the one that did Justice League by himself. No hands, Hans Zimmer. And that was, I think, part of the problem. Gotta get so that, that Hans Zimmer. Really, it, several times it took me out of the movie. In fact, I, I vote get rid of DJ XL, just have Hans Zimmer. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> No, I, I, I agree. I And that was, I, I'm going to be honest, that was one of the things that I liked that Whedon did. He brought in, so uh, when Whedon took over, uh, he brought in Danny Elfman to do the score for the for Justice League, for his cut of Justice League. Now, I don't know if you know who Danny Elfman is. 
He did the he is the one that does most of Tim Burton's movies, including the 1989 Michael Keaton Batman movie, um, the iconic um, Batman theme. I'm doing a horrible job here. Anyways. No, 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 Fuck you. Fuck. The 1969. Fuck you. No. The white eyebrows. That does not exist. We will not. I will not acknowledge that that show exists. I grew up on that. Fuck you. I'm out. Love that show. No, I'm out. Um, what? But I'm going to assert. I'm going to bring us back in now. I had a point. I don't remember what it was. I we're gonna. I'm gonna bring us back in now. But that was one of the things that Whedon did that I did like was bringing Elfman in to do it because we not only got or we not only got the '89 Batman theme, some samples out of that, but we also got some of the John Williams Superman score, which, I mean, that's iconic. Especially when Batman's just straight up killing dudes, well, shooting them. Right. I love the way it hits, you know. Yeah. And that's what I was looking forward to in uh the the justice program. <laughs> God, you're drunk. Fuck. I, w- I was really hoping we would stay semi sober for, for the Justice League review, but fuck it. Here you we go. said you, okay? Nothing about me. That's right. I wanted to be straight straight for it. Straight. Uh, <laughs> straight edge anyways straight razor straight that's what razor. I shave with straight razor that's what I, I shave that's not what the I the entire body with. with the straight oh, razor oh you're an animal anyways uh, then we then we go to the scene with Diana and Victor and I, I, I the only thing that I enjoyed about I mean I enjoyed the scene it was fine but I love his line of fuck the world and thank you again HBO Max for making this an R-rated film we got several fucks in this movie and I appreciate it very much. You want to know my favorite one? Tell me. I'll fucking kill you. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That one was the best one. <laughs> and I am going to fucking kill you. <laughs> you know, I was never a... F- I, I, I didn't think I'd be a fan of Ben Affleck as Batman. Dude, I like Ben Affleck as Batman. Look, I loved him in Batman v Superman. Yeah. I That warehouse scene still give, gives me a heart on. Okay, I, I still get hard off of, of watching that scene where he just fucking tears those guys apart. That was a great scene. And that was, it, it, again, it, could you have put a stunt, any stuntman in there and done it? Probably. But I, I, that was, that's the, the combat level of Batman that I have not seen in any of the other films. So I, I, I did enjoy that. I don't have an issue with Affleck as Batman. At all. I don't. Um, obviously, for the Whedon reshoots, he was phoning it in completely. And that's what pissed me off about that cut. But I see with the Snyder cut now, he was he was trying. He was invested in what was going on. He, he was trying to give a decent performance. And I think that by the time Whedon came in and said, oh, we're going to reshoot all this shit, Affleck's like, I don't fucking care. I ain't working out. I'm going to eat Twinkies, and I'm going to phone this bitch in as much as I can. So I'm going to drink some cigs and smoke some beer. That's, that's what it. I'm all about. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So then we head to Atlantis, and we are introduced to Mara. Amber, Amber Heard. Hmm. Amber never heard of Johnny Depp's ex-wife. 
Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah, you have. Okay. Um, so she is Mara. Um, I I have in my notes, uh, both Amber Heard and Jason Momoa have amazing boobs. <laughs> That's in my notes. Jason Momoa is looking pretty. He's good. got the pet game going. Yeah. That dude is is uh, is chiseled. Uh, yeah, uh, beyond belief, and I think that's his normal operating speed. Yeah, you know, I I I always wish I could get to the point of being chiseled to Michelangelo's David's um, proportions. Oh oh, mm. I I'm more of I aspire to be. I want to be the of th- that type. the thinker. <laughs> you know. Um. Anyways, great. I don't, I don't have a response to that. You yet. shouldn't. You shouldn't. <laughs> Um, that uh, another one that that was when Steppenwolf shows up to get the box from Atlantis. I mean, that's a scene ag- again. That was one that Whedon really didn't fuck with a whole lot. The very God <laughs> vomit here. <coughs> Blood bending uh, was pretty cool. That was fucking awesome. Yeah, I love that when she's trying to suck the the fucking water, all the liquid out of him. That was a badass and he's, scene. Oh. He's just sitting there going, fuck, bitch, stop. And he just fucking throws her into, into the fucking ground. No, that was. Although, I'm sorry, that was great. Why do they Why do they have to make this air bubble to sit and talk? Because they didn't do that in the Aquaman film. No. And yes, this is one of the inconsistencies between Justice League and the Aquaman film is that they didn't. That was not a thing. Mira at one point is doing dolphin noises in, in the Justice League movie. <laughs> And I and I'm sitting there going, what the fuck is happening here? Because that wasn't a, that was part of the that was not in the Whedon cut. That that's a, a strictly Snyder cut thing. But yes, I I and that's the problem when you rush this shit. That's the problem when you don't do the solo films first because you're not establishing shit. So you do this thing with Justice League where Mira's fucking making dolphin noises, and we only. You know, we have to have an air bubble to talk where and then you get to the Aquaman movie. and We don't need any of that shit. They just talk in the water. And also, what's with the half people, half breeds? Well, that that's what they that can't breathe in that, air. I mean, that that uh, one no, no, guard no. that they took, he was breathing in air just fine. Well, yeah. And, and in the Aquaman film, it's not that they can't do it. It's just as it's 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 taboo for them to do so. What? I thought they literally can't breathe. That's why they No, have no, no, suits. they they can. They absolutely can. Well, then they, what's with the point of him being a half-breed? Why is that so important? Well, because he's had a, because he's not pure Atlantean blood. That's what's being held against him. I am so lost. Whereas Orm is a pure Atlantean. He is the son of Atlantia, Atlanta, God, I I don't remember how they pronounce it, but Atlanta and the king at that time. So he is a pure Atlantean whereas Arthur Curry is the son of Atlanta, of Queen Atlanta, but of a human. So lost. Okay. Sorry. Let's stay on target. Fair enough. Back on target. <laughs> Focus. Fuck us. Fuck us. Fuck. We're gonna, we may have to take a break here at some point. Um, but again, we we are we, that scene, again, we're forming the, the lead-in to the Aquaman solo movie and it's doing a, so much of a better job. And, and again, that's the thing with this is with having four hours, you have this 
opportunity to develop these characters and give kind of a push off to their solo films, which again, the Whedon cut didn't fucking do that. It didn't give you that opportunity. You got to know Aquaman much better in this. You got to know the flash much better in this. You got to know cyborg way better in this than anything else. And again, this scene was, this was a pretty awesome scene in the blood. Holy fuck. There were some dudes getting sliced up in that scene. Again, thank you, HBO Max. Thank you for the R rating. We appreciate it very much. Yeah. Yes, we do. So we get to the the point now where we are, uh, we get introduced to Commissioner Gordon and we're, we're heading to Rikers Island at this point for the first, uh, you know, battle royale with, uh, with Steppenwolf. Um, I love this, this whole sequence I thought was this, this portion of the cut was so much better than what Whedon did. We didn't end up with that line from the flash saying, taking Batman aside going, um, I don't know what to do here. I, you know, I've just pushed people and that's, that's it. That's all I do. Hasn't he been saving people for a very long time? Exactly. He's been doing the fucking job. We see in he su- has a whole suit. We see in Suicide Squad him take. Well, we don't see him taking down Captain Boomerang, but he. It's implied he shows up. He does it. He's been doing this, so for him in the in the weed and cut to go, oh, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, dude. He's been doing this job. He he, you know. So you know, we completely skip that shit. Um, but again, many of the scenes were very. You know, Whedon took the scene, used the Snyder scenes that were the best scenes in the movie of his cut of it. Um, and this, you know, the the fight with with you know Steppenwolf on Rikers was very much Snyder's shit. Um, <laughs> I got to talk about the Nightcrawler for a second. The crab. What a stupid fucking thing that was. I, I, I'm i sorry that that was his Zack Snyder creation. Actually, I'll tell you who it was a creation of. There was a producer that has done most of the Batman films and many of the DC-related films since all the way back in the 80s. Okay, it was a guy named uh, John Peters. And there was he was he had a producing partner by the name of uh, Michael Uslan. John Peters had this obsession with spiders for some reason. So when Warner Brothers decided to make a Superman film, they went to Tim Burton and wanted him to make a movie called Superman Lives, and it was basically going to be the whole Doomsday Death of Superman thing. I think they were going to throw Brainiac in there at some point, but one of the requests that John Peters insisted on was some type of spider fucking thing. I don't know why he had an obsession with it. That never happened. So what ended up happening? Did you ever see the Will Smith movie, wild, wild west? I don't think so. Okay, good. You're, you're going to be much happier for not seeing it, but they had a gigantic spider fucking mechanized thing. Anyways, all I could think about when this Nightcrawler fucking thing came out was that, holy fuck, John Peters finally got his goddamn wish. 
I, I don't know why that was there. It seemed really stupid to have. It was very confusing. All it did, I, you know, I wasn't opposed to it. I, I didn't think it, I, I, I didn't have a problem with it. Actually, I just don't think it. it I understand we needed a, a plot device in order for Steppenwolf to basically blow up the, you know, blow up the wall for the, you know, the Gotham Harbor to fucking spill in there. But I, I don't. It, it really didn't serve a purpose beyond Batman going. Oh, it's my turn. <laughs> And him shooting a bunch of people. Once again, Batman is shooting people. <laughs> Which was awesome. I'm fine with it. I don't have an issue. It, it's a, it's well, okay. this this late in the game for Batman. Yeah. And again, that's the thing you have to remember is that this is the Batman that's been Batman for 20 fucking years at this point. So his his mo has evolved at at this point. He is he is not who he was when he started. You can't beat the crap out of people every day and and expect not. Whoops! I accidentally hit your Adam's apple too hard. <laughs> I didn't mean to stomp on your larynx. I I apologize. Uh, you yeah. know, shit happens. But I that this this scene was I. You know, the whole fight with Steppenwolf, uh, you know, we're establishing what, uh, how strong he really is and that Wonder Woman can't take him by herself. Um, Flash keeps tripping over his feet. You know, Aquaman shows up, you know, we, we have a little connection with, you know, Victor and his dad, you know, it, it but basically they get their fucking asses kicked. I mean, l- l- let's be real. And it it just establishes again how we're establishing how tough Steppenwolf is at this point. And again, they're building now that we have a backstory or not a backstory with Steppenwolf, but we have a motivation with Steppenwolf. We've now established that he dude can fuck shit up that and he doesn't and he's not just like some flimsy PS2 character. No, he's not. He absolutely, this is not Malekith from Thor the Dark World. There's a little bit more to him. I'm not saying he's Loki or anything, you know, or Thanos or anything of that level, but there's more to him than just your, your, your typical, you know, run of the mill, you know, villain at that point. He's that one robot from Avengers. Exactly. What's that robot called? Ultron. Ultron. yeah. Yeah. I know what you're thinking of. So... At this point, after this scene is over with, you know, we're back to Steppenwolf, you know, communicating with Dasad. And he's, I think at this point, this is when he figures out that the anti-life equation is on Earth. All right. You want to know what the anti-life equation is? Yes. It's the equivalent of the Infinity Gauntlet. Basically, okay. you are able to control people, time, this, that, and the other thing. It's the, the great MacGuffin of the, it's the DC universe's equivalent to the Infinity Gauntlet. Okay. Can't they call it something cooler? Mm, I'm sure they could, but that's what they came up with. That is asinine. Bear in mind, Dark Side. Showed up before Thanos did in the comics. Okay, just That's throwing great. that out there. Anti-life equation, really? 
Why equate? He doesn't strike me as the Einstein of evil people. He is, though. He's a very cunning. But here's the thing. And, and people, um, I know that people were screaming, especially online, about why is it that Thanos couldn't remember that the anti-life equation was on Earth 5,000 years ago? Thanos why did, or a dark side? Jesus Christ. They're interchangeable. Here we go. Why couldn't, why didn't Darkseid remember that it was there? Yeah, wait, what the, why did, could he not remember that? Because he wasn't looking for it at the time. But he got clapped. He was five, he this was 5,000 years ago. He was a young person. He was, wasn't that grand slam exactly, he did? Wasn't that the life, that, that's, the anti-life that equation? That symbol was the anti-life equation. And again, the thing is, he, he wasn't looking for it. Well, wait, how does he just slam it and there it is? Boom, anti-life equation sprouting from Earth's crust. It is an interesting question. I'm mad now. I don't have an answer. I'm I, mad. I, I really don't. But I'm but, glad I read but, it four out of but, four point five. But but basically, he he wasn't looking for that. All he cared about was conquest at that point. He was a young new god, and that all he cared about was conquest. He had the unity. That's that that was his primary weapon. He wasn't thinking about the anti-life equation at that point. Fast forward 5,000 years. He understands that, fuck the unity. This, the anti-life equation, this is where the power is. This is where I can fucking remake the, the universe in, in whatever way I choose to. And that's where all these little demons come from? The parademons? Yeah. Nah, it's just an old chemistry set that he's used to transform different beings into... His army. We'll do that. Yeah, but you could do it on a much grander scale with the anti-life equation. Thanos level scale? Thanos level snap the finger snap type of shit. Wow. Yeah. So that, That's kind of lame. I mean, the anti-life equation, it, come on. It's a MacGuffin. Call, call it something cool. I know. It's, it's a MacGuffin. It, it is what it is. The Infinity but. Stones, that sounds that sounds legit. It's a more interesting thing. And, and I am, and again, with the anti-life equation, I, I am simplifying it greatly. There's okay. many more layers to it. I don't want to get into it. But essentially, it's just it's the equivalent. It's the equivalent. You're okay. you're an all powerful deity at this point. They can do whatever the fuck they want. So, and that's you know, and and again, we're we're reminded in that scene after the big fight, you know, where he, you know, Steppenwolf makes this revelation. Darkseid finally comes and talks to him, and again, it's please love me, Daddy, please. I need love. Please bring me back into the fold. And I think they did a good job with that representation of dark side. This, this is not the animalistic beast that was in the, you know, the, the original montage, you know, the wonder woman talked about. It was, this is a, a calculating cold blooded killer. And he's a despot and he wants to rule fucking everything and i think they did a good job with that i think the voice was spot on uh th they hit all the notes for dark side as far as i'm concerned with the different iterations that have been of him over over the years in the animated series comics everything else i this was a very good representation of dark side i would have liked it if michael ironside was voicing dark side in this one 
He did the animated series Dark Side. So I was hoping. For is that, that on HBO Max? Yes, it is now. I'm going to yes. watch it. Justice League and Justice League Unlimited are now on HBO Max. I'm going to watch it. Highly. I'm into it. Highly recommend. They Love are, Batman. They are the best. Does he deck? Does he clap people? Who? Batman. Yes. He claps people? Yes. In the in the cartoon? Oh, like kill them? Yeah. No. Ah. No, we're still running that line. But no, no, no. This is Kevin Conroy doing Batman's voice. This same guy that did Batman the animated series. No. Justice League animated is pound for pound one of the best. Okay. Absolutely. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. That and Justice League Unlimited. The the two just go together. Same characters. Anyways, um, in my opinion, after that scene with him communicating with Darkseid, I think that if you were going to find a natural point to cut the film in two, where you would have a part one and a part two, I think this is the spot where you could have done it. So if you're wanting to do a theatrical release of this, right, you wanted to keep everything that you had. This had been in the spot to cut it. I don't, I don't, I don't know about because that. it would have been a lead up to okay. Now we're heading along to okay. You know the Just League. They just got their ass kicked. We've got the villain on the kind of with the upper hand. The anti life equation is here. Boom, bada boom, bada bing. Mother boxes. <laughs> Mother boxes. At that point, you just kind of okay. We're done now. And we move on to the next film. Okay, I uh, I could see that if there were some changes in the beginning of that, because I feel like a lot of that was just kind of boring lead up, and then you get ten minutes of action, and then out of twenty five minutes of slow motion, I mean that doesn't <laughs> like that doesn't feel right. It right. does not say well. I think that I think you're right. That could be a good spot to cut it. Not in this movie. There's there's got to be some rearrangement or some more flushing out or a better structure. I don't think Snyder meant for this to be a two-part thing in that sense. This specific four-hour iteration that he dumped. I'm, I'm just looking at it from a standpoint of I, I I want, God, I wanted something like this to be released in theaters. And, it, it, and again, movie theaters and distributors in general are not going to put out a four-hour film. They're just not going to do it. You're not going to get enough viewings in per day to justify the expense of it. You could, in theory, cut the film at that point, make it a two-parter, and then you'd have the excess after that be another film. You you could then, you could on DVD, Blu-ray, <laughs> put out the four-hour full thing. You could do that. You could all get. You could make this a four-part fucking, you know, film because you did have the entire four-part series on Netflix. Yeah. Yes. Oh, oh, fuck. <laughs> oh wait, we'll just watch it on HBO Max for four hours. Um, but yeah, it, again, I, looking at it, that seemed like one of the more logical spots. But it, but you it's know, not going to happen. You so. know what I was really wishing? I was really wishing that the Mandalorian theme song just started playing throughout the movie. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're confusing distributors, my friend. No, I know, but I'm just saying, like that would have been awesome. But like um, but, 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 but just but, uh, just but, to get that guttural, like whoa, yeah. Well, something 
something simple like that, like how you got in the original Justice League, like the the just the guttural, deep, instrumental, dramatic, um, Zimmer esque type of beat. I get it. And build up. And again, that was one of the things this this cut was lacking. There was no sound tr- original score that really grabbed you. There were some great songs, but there wasn't that score that you're like, fuck you. Yeah. That that Avengers theme, you know, in Endgame, everybody's on the line. Here we go. It's that final huge battle, and you get yeah. that fucking Saturdays amazing. Are for the boys. That amazing Alan Silvestri Oh, God. Anyways, moving on. So after uh, Steppenwolf's uh, sitting there, uh, please love me, Daddy. Um, we're back at the Wayne warehouse with the uh, troop carrier and everything else. One of the things I loved about this particular scene is that um, we did not have this ridiculous subplot that Whedon had thrown in there about Bruce being pissed with Diana for not being part of the world and being a leader and being a, you know, you need to be a role model for kids, all this shit. In the Whedon cut, that was an argument that they had. We revisited the whole street, Steve Trevor fucking thing again. They cut Snyder had nothing to do with any of that. This scene made so much more sense. And we got, again, more cyborg back backstory. Which, again, great. We're introducing three new characters. We need to fucking develop these guys as quickly and as much as possible. And, and, and they did that. We get the backstory of how he was created. And the story with the mother box. Very sad. It is sad. Very much so. And, you know. Yes, Papa. <laughs> Papa. And and we get, you know, a, a little bit of a history lesson about the mother box, that it's a change machine. It's It doesn't destroy. It creates and destroys at the same time. It's kind of the same thing. Uh, and, and and again, we show it shows off just how good Ray Fisher is as an actor. He, God, he. He is an absolute standout in this movie. He, 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 I enjoyed him in the Whedon cut. I thought he was very good. He is so much better in this. They gave him such an opportunity to, to shine in this. And again, I, I, I loved it. And, and this scene where they're, they're sitting around the table talking about, you know, the, the mother box and, and you know, what, what its capabilities are. But then we get to the topic of, Hey, this could bring back Superman. And in the Whedon cut, that sparks a big fucking argument amongst everybody, which I thought was absolutely ridiculous. I love the fact in the Snyder cut that we sit, they sit there. Most of them are in agreement that ye fucking a, we need to try this. We cannot beat step Steppenwolf. Even if we're united, we can't beat Steppenwolf. We need the big gun to come out. And yes, Aquaman has some fantastic, you know, lines about, uh, yeah, this is a dumb idea, but for the most part, everybody's there and they don't create this ridiculous subplot of Bruce and Diana fucking bashing heads over leadership and she should be part of the world 
and him being just a fucking dickhead that which is what they did with the Whedon cut. So um and then of course, you know, Barry says, you know, I I I know everybody's thinking this and I don't want to be the only one to say it, but <laughs> and then you get that little computer graphic of Superman and then you get that you get that Hans Zimmer score back up again. Boom. Oh. You mean the uh the you can't, uh, you can't mimic it. You can't mimic the it. The Mandalorian doomed. It's doomed, not the doomed. fucking Mandalorian, but it's just that 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 uplifting uh, you know, that you wanted. And again, we and it goes into a little bit further, explaining why the mother box is activated after Superman died. Again, we're, we're he continues to establish a more thorough, you know, motivation behind why A leads to B leads to C and everything else down the line. And again, and with this, you know, the 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 ultimate cut of Batman v Superman. That's what it was able to do. You know, Warner Brothers, stop fucking with Zack Snyder and let him do what he wants to do. If he wants to make a three-hour movie, if he wants to make a four-hour movie, let him fucking do it. I'd rather see that than this half-ass bullshit that gets put out. It, it, it's absurd. And we get to this scene next. It's it's Lois uh, in the in her apartment talking with Martha Kent. Great scene. We not, not Martha Kent. We'll get to that. It's a great scene, and Whedon tried to do a version of that at the Daily Planet, which in his cut, which didn't work because there were several different. The, uh, there were a couple stupid subplots that were going on with that, but this was a great scene only to be ruined by the reveal of the Martian Manhunter. There's no reason for it. Why was he there? He didn't need to be there. Superman's mom is dead, but that's the thing. Martha's not dead. So is he, is he, did he mind read Lois? Did he somehow mind read, uh, Martha in some way, shape or form that that, that it was perplexing as to why that was the case. And then to have the reveal that it's general Sandwick. Are you fucking kidding me? That's pretty cool. Well, if he can, if he can mimic Martha, he can mimic general Sandwick. No, I know. But that what they're basically, what they're saying is, and what they have said is that Sandwick was around during man of steel that, but I understand that, but he was a fucking douchebag. I mean, how much of a, uh, how, how, I understand you're trying to create a cover for yourself, but for fuck's sake, man, Zod and all of these former Kryptonians are. Zaid, I think is how you it's pronounce Zod. it. No, sir. It's Zod. Z- you, uh, uh, no, uh, uh, you shall kneel before Zod. Okay. Right now. Kneel before Zod. Bow, son of Jorail. Hey, all. I like the way he screams in every scene he's in. I will find you! I will find you! <laughs> or, I'm sorry. It's, I will find him! <laughs> I am hot! <laughs> but, but all of these things are happening. Doomsday, Zod, all of this shit. And he's just sitting there with his dick in his hand. That's an expensive satellite. And How then, dare you? Exactly. And then he decides to, okay, well, now I'm going to show up why he contributes nothing to the story outside of a bunch of fanboys. Well, ju- Martian, Martha, they sound similar. Martha! 
it's just it, it it's fan service. It, it it's it's trying to make sure those fanboys really jizz their pants when they're watching this movie. And and I love the Martian Manhunter. He's a great character. One of my one of my favorites in the comics. But he has no purpose in this film. And I'll I'll get to more of that when we get to the ending of this. But it's just it, it ruined a perfectly good scene. You didn't need to have that. You, it was fine just having Lois and Martha sit there and have the conversation. And I will agree with Whedon in this when it, with his reshoot. That's where we should have gone. We should have just left it right there. You know what? I need a break. Okay. So let's take a break. All right. Let's take a break. Very good. And we are back. You know, you got to make the pee and you got to make the, the smoky and all those other things. The spank or whatever it's called. <sighs> the pank. <laughs> the pank. pank. The pank. But I digress. All right. So we end up in the graveyard. We're digging uh, Superman's body out of the ground. Now in the Whedon cut, this was another opportunity for... Uh, to show Barry and what a fucking idiot he was in this scene. No, there was no fist bump attempts or anything stupid like that. What we did get out of this scene was a great exchange between Aquaman and Wonder Woman discussing the animosity between Atlanteans and Amazonians. And there was a kind of a bonding moment there between the two of them. And again, this is what the Whedon cut was completely lacking was any type of real connection between each of the characters. And we established that with this. There were there were several moments throughout this movie where you had the individual characters interacting with each other and creating some type of bond or common ground. And, and you didn't get that in the Whedon cut at all. And I appreciate that. Thank you, Zack Snyder. We appreciate that. And fuck you, Warner Brothers. <laughs> Moving on. Now we're back uh, at the Wayne Warehouse. Um, and I, I, it, one of the, the, the more quotable exchanges in the film, in my opinion, between Alfred and Bruce. Um, <clears throat> the uh, And, and I, I wrote this down because I had to. Um, you know, Alfred tells Bruce, if you can't bring down the charging bull, then don't wave the red cape at it. To which Bruce replies, well, this red cape charges back. I I love that. I, I don't know why I love that fucking line, but I, I, I just thought it was it, it was fantastic. And it, it showed, um, you know, Batman, Bruce. Yes, I called them by their first names because that's me. Um, but he's showing a level of optimism in this, in that he's this is this is a change for that character because we we started out in Batman v Superman with Batman was a very cynical um very dark assholeish individual and when it, he was very dark he was very dark and he seemed to be at the end of his rope and I and, and again I think this this goes to his motivation with this film and wanting to put this team together wanting to honor you know Superman's legacy and wanting to feel 
that hope that Superman had and or created. It was like his suicide story. <laughs> okay. Well, you know, he was going up against Superman. Obviously, he didn't think he was going to survive. He was just in it to kill Superman. Um, and this is his comeback story. Right. This you know, is this like... is this is his redemption. <laughs> yeah. Ultimately. Yeah. And well, everyone needs a good redemption. Everybody needs a good redemption story. <laughs> and you know, this is the point where Alfred is just like, "Whoa, what the fuck are you doing, dude? You're really hyper focusing and pushing on this shit." And and this is where Bruce kind of takes that continues that turn where he's like, look, you know, we need to have him. If we don't have this piece to the team, then it's not going to work. And again, one of the, in my opinion, one of the best lines of the movie, but we will fast forward now to Superman's back, buddy. Here comes the resurrection scene. This is no mustache issues there. Hey, it's weird when you don't have to come back and reshoot something that was already okay. Yeah, wait, there was no issues with that scene. In fact, it seemed mostly the same. And it, I mean, Cal L no sounded funny. I think in the in the Whedon cut, what you would what was changed was uh, towards the end of that fight was where Superman picks up Batman by the throat and says, do you, do you bleed? That was a total Whedon rewrite and reshoot. But if Superman's being all weird, why would he remember, do you bleed? Well, and th that's the thing, is that he was there, but he wasn't completely there. Yeah, what what, what was wrong with Superman that made him attack Well, people? he would have been dead. Yeah, He'd but been that, dead, but he, but he, but he was confused. He was in kind of a fugue state. I have never been dead, so I can't speak to the experience. Okay, well, it's not about being dead. He's Superman. Okay, right. Why the mother boxes can rearrange atoms, everything all the way back to normal. Why is he all in attack mode? Well, he was attacked first. No, he wasn't. Yes, he was. By what? Victor, Victor shot that rocket at him, even though he was not in control of what was happening. The suit no, was reacting. Well, well, well. I I trust his supercomputer's self-defense mechanism. Okay, it's Superman's gonna attack. It's just go. It's just it. My best option is to attack first. That's what the supercomputer right. thing is doing. Right. Well, the mother box, by the way. I, I'm not a fan of that. I'm not a fan of him being all weird and then all of a sudden Lois Lane comes along <laughs> and then he's fine. No, that does not work for me. And that's why that's that's one of the main reasons why I did not like this movie. That's unfortunate because that was the the scene that I enjoyed the most. And I love and I do appreciate the fact that Joss Whedon didn't fuck with that scene a whole lot. He kept it in there the way it should be. But also understand this this is one of those things where you got to have the heroes fight the heroes. It's the same thing as in the first Avengers movie where you have Thor, Iron Man, and Iron Man going at it. That was flushed out, though. It, to an extent. But th this was as well. No, it I, wasn't. I, no, I, th I think it was. Because if he, again, you're coming back from being dead. So, yes, there's going to be a certain level of confusion. The only person that, that, super, to that, get me to that kill Superman recognizes... The only people that Superman recognizes are Wonder Woman, who he only met very briefly before he died. And then, of course, 
he he sees Batman and yeah, that's going to trigger some shit because, you know, whole kryptonite spear, Martha, yada, yada, yada. So that, that triggers. And of course, Lois is his anchor. She is his, she is, he, he, his tether to this, to his life, to, to this earth, to everything else. So yes, it's going to spark the memories. I don't have an issue with him being coming back in kind of a fugue state. I, I, I understand that. And, and again, it also produces one of the, the best scenes out of the Whedon cut that was there. And again, one of the, and it still holds up as one of the better scenes in the movie. You get to really see how fucking powerful he is and that you've got these four people that are very powerful in of themselves and they can't do shit against this guy. They can't. Yeah, I liked it for that aspect. I didn't like it for why it, it just didn't make sense why he was in that in that because he was functioning fine. There was no like stumbling. It was only a mental thing that didn't make sense to me. I, there, I wanted something more where he was. There's got to be a physical thing to that, and then all of a sudden, Lois brings him back. I mean, that's so stupid. Lois is a useless character. She should just be removed. <laughs> You're preaching to the choir, but I've never been a fan of Lois in general. I, I think she's a gigantic pain in the ass. And speaking of Lois, the pregnancy test, what was that about? She opens the drawer to get her press credentials <laughs> oh, yeah. out. There's a pre- there's a pregnancy test in there. Are are we trying to imply that No, she doesn't want any other kid but Superman. So well, she's just uh, uh, she's just she's just checking. <laughs> But, but are, are are we trying to imply that that she's pregnant at this point? Because that's the that's the implicit. That's the impl- implication. But yeah. but I, I'm sorry. Do you do you take a pregnancy test and then throw it back in the drawer? I mean that, that that's does, a that's a three pack. It, <laughs> that's 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 called the sacred triad. I, I, I don't. It's just that that scene threw me off. You, you don't want a false positive, right? Well, of course it. not. Well, just shit, dude. When, when, <laughs> look, do it twice. when, when my wife got pregnant with my little one, <laughs> I'm driving home from work and I get a, I get a photo sent to me and it's three positive pregnancy tests. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and I'm like, I almost crashed the car. Um, but it's like, the first one wasn't enough. You needed two more <laughs> on top of that. But I, but I, that that creates an interesting issue, is or question in general is 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 Lois pregnant? That would be enough for me to be like, okay, that that could be his anchor, you know. But you would think he would know that she was pregnant. Yeah, he can X-ray. Yeah, whatever. exactly. He's got the super hearing. He's got all the super senses. He can X-ray. He can do all that shit. He can shit. smell the hormones. He can... Exactly. He can smell the placenta. Okay? <laughs> I, I don't fucking know. He can smell the extra bacon smell or whatever. What is that? Whatever that smells like. <laughs> Babies don't smell like bacon. Nah, placenta might. I don't know. You ever smelled a placenta? Can't say that I have. Hmm but I know some people eat them. Um, so yeah, I guess, uh, you know, the, the, the question Lois is pregnant or not. I, I, I'm having visions of Superman returns where it's revealed that Lois had a kid with him and the piano getting pushed. Anyways, it's just Hancock all over for me. A bullet just shooting straight through her head in the missionary position. 
<laughs> Lois's uterus cannot handle Superman's semen. Right? Well, can you imagine? Because he's as fast as, uh, uh, almost as fast as a flash, right? Just, <laughs> what damage that would do. He, he'd blow is... he'd blow her cervix through her nose. <laughs> I mean, that's that's kind of how that would work. Oh my god! Uh, so a couple of things that that I had issues with with this scene. Um, how does the world not know that Clark is Superman? And let me ask you why, Lois. Um, she comes running out. There's cops there. Clark, Clark, no, stop. Screaming his name. She did the same thing in Man of Steel. Clark, Clark. And he's sitting there in in his in his suit. It's like, dude, how does the world not know that the that Clark Kent is Superman? Well, because Clark Kent is just this sleazy, um, nerdy, sleazy comic, comic book character. He's sleazy. Guy who just, you know, he, he likes, this is how, because he likes kale and he walks around. <laughs> he, he's juicing all the time. Clark Kent rides a bike he to goes, work. He goes, we've established that. What are your tanning goals? You know? <laughs> God. And, and they're, they're just like, this dude Clark is kind of weird. I mean, is it, the connection is so slim. I mean, it makes sense. Where um, super, Superman is wholesome where, and Clark Kent is a degenerate. Is that what we're saying? Yeah. Clark Kent's an incel. <clears throat> Superman is just a rock star. But, uh, yeah, you know, I get a lot. People are like, oh, you look like this dude. Or, ah, oh, you could be like Johnny Depp's son. Haha. <laughs> you know, I'm sure he probably gets, oh, you look like Superman. And he goes, ha, 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 ha. Do you like V8? V8's really good for you. <laughs> you know. The weather's really nice. What today. the fuck are you ranting? All right, I'm that's gonna, how he that's how he blends I'm, in. I'm bringing that's the, how he blends in. I am, Come on, I am pulling this back in back into the the, the stop here. All right, um, one other uh, issue I have with the resurrection scene: How is Lois alive? What do you mean? Uh, because she tells Clark to stop, and then she says, "Let's just leave. Let's just go." I'm sorry. You said you said Lois is his rock. Wait a minute. I'm not saying he tries to kill her. What I'm saying is she says, let's just go. He grabs her. They take off. What do you hear shortly after he takes off? I don't know. A sonic boom. How is that bitch oh, not dead? Okay, so you're you're questioning. Uh-huh. You're questioning the physics. Yes. The fact that... <laughs> Um, he can he can catch her going eighty miles an hour when she's when she's falling exactly. at nine point eight meters per second. How <laughs> she doesn't just rip in half. She she's at terminal velocity yes. and somehow, but yes, Clark Clark can blow off at a it's fucking the speed of sound and, and, her, and she doesn't get scalped she's by just not, air resistance. Yeah. And her head doesn't explode. <laughs> you know that's a valid question. And I'm not gonna fault you for asking it because I think about that. Stuff. That bother that that scene always bothers me. It was the same. It, it was the same way. Just in the, immediately <laughs> flying to a jet speed, like like she. Dude, air pilots pass out at after a couple a couple G's. It, yeah. it, it, the 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 Whedon cut did this had the same thing. Everything else is that boom we're hearing Lois's head exploding. <laughs> 
<laughs> Come on, man. Uh, no, that's <laughs> have have him drift off a little bit and and no sonic boom in the background because no, Lois is fucking dead. I think that's 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 backup <laughs> in the in the gastrointestines or whatever. <laughs> Superman's been out for a long time. <laughs> There's some old Taco Bell sitting up in there. <laughs> oh shit! I killed Lois. <laughs> Fuck! <laughs> Fuck! This is why it makes more sense for him to be with Wonder Woman. This is not a problem if you're banging Dude, Wonder Woman. Okay? Can you imagine being like the neighbor of Wonder Woman and Superman when they're having like some fun time? <laughs> Just boom, boom. Yeah, that's where that's where uh, earthquake came in. Why is there an earthquake four nights a week at my house? I don't understand what the fuck is going. Well, initially it's four nights a week. You know, as time goes on, I'm sure they they break it down to once a week. But still. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, at, at that speed, <sighs> come on. All right. So one of the other parts during the re- the resurrection that I kind of went ugh on, um, Cyborg's uh, kind of uh, premonition of, with the tease about the nightmare future there with, you know, Wonder Woman dead and... Aquaman dead and here we are we're trying to foreshadow this upcoming possible future and I'm going to leave the content of it aside I just I don't that's another one of those that I think could hit the cutting room floor at this point again we're trying to thin it down to about three hours and I think that's one of those scenes that could just right out the window and we're done with it what do you think i think it's fine you think it's fine that it's there yeah i don't see why not i mean there's the ship is hyper intelligent if not more so than cyborg itself and it's trying to show him hey this is what can happen son look at this Look at what you're doing. Because the Kryptonian ship is sitting there screaming the entire time, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. Yeah. This is a bad idea. I I, I don't know. I, I think that, that... Can it be cut? Yeah. Because it's a pace killer. It's a pace killer for that scene. Yeah. Uh, and again, I'll get into the reasons why I don't like the, the you know actual what that content reminded me of, of it later. What's up? Him, when he's like locking in to like the motherboards and stuff. The mother boxes. The mother boxes okay. and stuff is uh, is uh, not Ryan Reynolds, but like kind of the um, what is his name? Um, uh, he's in Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and he's he's looking at the uh, the um, circular things, and he goes, God damn it! <laughs> Ryan <laughs> he just screams. Ryan Gosling. Ryan Gosling. That's yes. right. <clears throat> uh, that's what that reminds me of. I'm not going with you on that. Why not? I'm I'm going to agree to to not care. Moving on. Um, All right. So, I mean, there's a scene back at the Batcave and blah, 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 blah. And, you know, we we have a little foreshadowing in the nightmare world again, but I'm going to jump off of that. Um, let's get to the Kryptonian ship. So Superman finally pulls his head out of his ass, figures out who he is and that he's needed. And, and he ends up back at the Kryptonian ship. And I love the voiceovers of, of both Jor-El and Jonathan Kent. I thought that was cool. 
we're going to get now to the black costume. All right. I am going to speak to the fanboys out there who jizzed all over themselves in regards to the black costume. The black costume was in the comics for approximately six fucking issues after the death of Superman. It looked very similar to what was in the film. It had no cape at all because he had no powers at that point. I don't understand why. Wait, he didn't have any powers? No, because he had just come back from the dead. Well, that would make more sense. Uh-huh. In the movie. I know. And that would make things a lot more difficult than him coming back and just being a god all over again, just clapping people. Right. Come on. So I wow. I, I, I know that everybody and their brother that this is what they were excited for was the black costume. I'm sorry, I'm not on board with that. I am a fanboy, but I I don't give a fuck about the black costume. For me, Superman is the red, the blue, and the yellow. That is my guy. For people to get excited about that is f- whatever, but I, I think Snyder was doing a little bit this is one of those situations where going dark was not really warranted, in my opinion. I, I I disagree. Okay. I think that fits the aesthetic of the whole movie. Oh, I, I will I agree think- with that. Yes, yes. But we, we, we and, that, and again, this is one of those things that I agreed with Whedon on, is that you got to have the iconic Superman outfit in this. And they... I, <sighs> is Superman a change man or not? I feel like he's this new dark knight. <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, yeah, <laughs> pun intended. I, for the scene, for the fight with Steppenwolf, okay, fine. Great. He just didn't know where his red suit was. <laughs> Even though it was right fucking there. Um, I'm feeling a bit emo today. I I just yeah, exa- I, and that's the thing. There's why is it there? What's the point of it? That's his dad's. His great grunkles. No, it, it wasn't his dad. Jor-El's costume. I will find him. <laughs> that was his, right? Kind of. Yes. That, that's the suit they wore. But okay, so he was doing it in honor of Jor-El? Yeah, Kal-El. Jor-El. Jor-El. Dave-El. Yes. Bob L. Um, open car, caviar, Pinot Noir. Are we just trying to come up with words that fast car with Drell <laughs> or okay? But I, I again, I, I think that was, I don't know why we needed that. I don't, and I, it, and I understand it fits in with Snyder's aesthetic as far as the tone of this film and, and everything else. Okay, fine. I, you know, whatever. I, I just don't. I don't get the, the, the whole jack-off portion to this, this whole thing. And that's what everybody was screaming, you know, screaming about. Oh, we want the black costume. We want the black costume. Really? Really? Why? What purpose does it serve? And again, if you're going to have it in there, explain why the fuck he has it on. And there's no explanation given at all. All there is, is is online speculation and and people trying to talk their way around to this happening. But the, in the film, this is a failure on Snyder's part. Why the fuck was he in the black costume? 
What was the point of that? I don't I don't know that there necessarily needs to be a point. Um, what would have been nice is like his mama coming in. Hey, I I saved your red suit. At you know later showing that, that would have solved all the problems because it's like how I saw it is he didn't have his red suit and it's like okay, cool. This is what I'm choosing for a moment. Right. Mm-hmm. And don't get me wrong, I you know I had my moment of because I knew it was coming. I mean you saw it in the trailers for the Snyder Cut and everything else, and I had my moment where I was like, okay. And the scene came up. There was no explanation. I was like, okay, whatever. And I went back to fine. And what distracted me from it, honestly, was, you know, again, we're kind of revisiting Man of Steel. You know, we got the rocks flying around us. We take off into the air. We get the the, the Zimmer, you know, beats there. And I was back in going, <laughs> it's Superman. I was excited again. So, and that brings us to the final battle, buddy. Here we go. It's go time. It's fucking go time. And you know what? In preparation for go time, Batman brought his fucking goggle bat suit. What the fuck? Why? Why are we doing this? This is some sh- this is some Batman and Robin George Clooney fucking, you know, Batman Forever Val Kilmer bullshit. Why do we need a different Batman costume? Why do we need the goggles and all the other bullshit? I I thought we got away from this. I thought we understood that Batman wears one costume and that's it. In the comic books, he wears one fucking costume. And I understand, I even said earlier on this show that not everything is going to be totally faithful to the comics, but I feel like this is one of those that yet it, it isn't really hard. Batman wears one fucking costume. Very rarely does he, I feel like he should have worn the Superman costume. <laughs> <laughs> what are you, what are you doing, dude? I'm inspired by Superman <laughs> or it's, I'm inspired by Superman. Well, what I meant was what he used to fight Superman. Sorry, but Superman. Costume oh, the metal. Yeah. Oh, the, okay. Yeah. I, I, and, and that's more the, yes, that is, has its roots in a comic that has its roots in the, in the dark Knight returns, you know, by Frank Miller, that that fits with that aesthetic. And yes, that would have been preferable to fucking goggle man. Mm-hmm. Fuck that. Well, I mean, it was weird. He looked like Owl Man from fucking Watchmen. He did look like Owl Man from Watchmen. And, yeah. I, and I don't know if that's what Zack Snyder was after, but I, I don't understand the purpose of the goggles. Why? And why did you keep them on throughout the entire fucking final you know, battle there? There was, there was no point to that. Radiation. Oh, fuck that. The radi- They already explained that the radiation was soaked up to create their new base. Dust. Debris. <sighs> Broken up jizz. Whatever. Uh, okay. The, the Broken re- up jizz? From Steppenwolf <laughs> at, the, at the mother boxes? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. But, <clears throat> God damn it. <clears throat> I'm going to cough now. Um. Here was the best part about the final fight, though. It wasn't all in sepia and red tones. Yeah. Yeah. How it, about it, that? It looked kind of normal. Yeah. Yeah. How weird. Uh-huh. It looked like a space at night. Yeah. 
<laughs> as opposed to, oh, it's red skies. We're on Mars at this point. They got rid of all that shit. And, and, and again, th this is one of those things where I, I will ask Warner Brothers executives and I will ask Joss Whedon, why did we have to dye everything red? What was the fucking purpose behind that? Avengers. Okay. So we, we have to lighten it up so we're going to make everything red. Despite the fact that in the Whedon cut and the Snyder cut, the shield was taken down before they went there. Um, It's to, it's to hopefully give you a red hue so you fall in love. It's the language, love language. Is is that is that the point where Batman and, and Wonder Woman are finally going to fuck? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Makes sense. Yes. I will say this though, I I did enjoy the reveal of the Batmobile when the pair, when the, the you know the Batjet crashes. But and, I wanted that that Hans Zimmer mood when the Batmobile right, the, revealed. Uh, again the music i i wanted the elfman 89 score sorry i in that but yes having them sh you know the machine gun shred fucking people and and again let's be clear folks batman loves his guns in the in this in the dc extended universe when it comes to the movie uniforce uniforce um the mighty more from full force mighty more from power rangers <laughs> um batman loves guns okay and he loves killing people and that's just it and we have to accept that we have to accept that reality that in this world in reality that superheroes are going to kill people and when it comes to parademons they're not even people so kill them all mm-hmm so I, I love that scene where the Batmobile just, you know, the, the machine guns before the fucking car even comes out just start shredding parademons. Yeah. That's that's baller shit right there. Straight up baller. Straight up baller shit. And again, we're, you know, we the Batmobile comes flying out and then we get that 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 Age of Ultron Avengers moment where all the characters are the Batmobiles flying in and you get Wonder Woman, Cyborg and Flash and Aquaman and there's that big slow motion there's the team in action. I love that. It was great. It was a great moment. <laughs> and I like that they actually saved some people in this movie. Save who? Um like I like that they saved uh, like they they actually showed them working together and saving people, whereas in the Whedon stuff it was like they were kind of all over the place and. Who were they saving? Um, there was no one there. Not at the very end. I'm talking about just the whole movie. Like there was a more emphasis on, you know, we can work better as a team. Oh, the teamwork! Yeah, absolutely, the teamwork was a theme, and 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 in this this the and that was the difference between. Uh, the, their fight on, on Strikers Island and their fight in, in Chernobyl. I'm just going to call it Chernobyl. I don't know what fucking country it was. Um, but yes, they, they were working uh, uh, together as a, as a team. And, and the important part is there wasn't a bunch of stupid fucking one-liners throughout the entire thing. And... Aquaman they, seemed like a crackhead. Yeah, but they, but they kept. Here's <laughs> what I love: they kept a couple of one-liners from Aquaman that I fucking love. You know, when Cyborg catches him in the air and he goes, "My man, my man," <laughs> it's one of the greatest memes ever. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> they they kept the good Jason Momoa. You know, fucking, 
you know, big dick swinging dude, you know, type of stuff. And, and I, and I, I enjoy that. I'm, yeah, it's, it's a little cliche, but you know, it's, it's still fun. And here's the fucked up part is that so many of the scenes that you see in the fire final battles, so many of the scenes, you know, throughout the Snyder cut, these were all in the trailer, the original trailer for the film before it was released. You had all of this stuff. Again, the, the red hue sepia fucking tone bullshit hadn't been added. It showed all of this. It, all, all of the trailer was very much the Snyder cut of the movie. You got none of that when the movie came out. And I understand there are cer- certain times when trailers, I'm not saying they're going to be misleading, but there, there are certain scenes in the trailers that don't necessarily make it to the, the final cut of the film. But holy fuck, man. If you go back and watch the original Justice League trailer, it's a trailer for Zack Snyder's cut of Justice League, not what, what Joss Whedon put out. Which is always, it, it still just kind of blows my mind. So we have, um, you know, obviously the team gets together, Aquaman, Cyborg, Wonder Woman, all going up against Steppenwolf. Steppenwolf doing a little mind fuck on, on Wonder Woman a little bit there, you know, talking about, uh, you know, the other Amazonians being, uh, you know, dead. And uh, he takes advantage of that. But more importantly, my man comes back. <clears throat> even though he's in a black suit. That scene, <clears throat> baby, my nipples are getting hard just talking about it. It's about to throw that death blow right down on Cyborg, and oh, who shows up? Bing! I'm not impressed. <laughs> That's the line. <laughs> not impressed. And he straight up kicks the fuck out of Steppenwolf. Just beats his monkey ass from one end of that fucking place to the other. Ooh! You got to understand, Superman's my favorite fucking character, my favorite comic book character. You say what you will about the the, char- the character and the fact that a lot of people can't write him, they don't know what to do with him. But for me, that is my guy. I love Superman. And in this instance, it's like, this is my, that's me fanboying out at that point. Okay. I don't know. I've never really been a fan of Superman. My brother was. I'm I'm more of a fan of Batman. He's my favorite character. Um yeah. I don't know. I I get very technical about it. Um you know, why couldn't he just rip him in half? <laughs> in the first place. Superman doesn't kill. Why Anyways. why is he flexing <clears throat> so much like he's having more hemorrhoids? I mean, how how powerful is Superman compared to Steppenwolf? He shouldn't be flexing that hard when stopping um, an axe blow. Well, I think there was a lot of rage coming out of Superman at that point. He he, he had been dead, and he comes back, and oh hey, oh, I gotta kill something. Here's <laughs> a here's a guy, but no, not that he can kill him, but here's a guy who can take some hits. And I'm going to beat the fuck out of him. And he straight up did. It was like, 
the entire film had built up to the point where we were so sick and tired of watching Steppenwolf wipe the floor with Wonder Woman and, and Aquaman and Cyborg and everybody else to have Superman come in and just fucking straight up lay the wood down on this guy. And I mean, <laughs> beat the fucking armor off of him, fry one of his fucking horns off. I mean, that was... I would, and again, this was much darker than what Whedon put out. The only thing I miss that that the Whedon cut did is they threw John Williams' score in there briefly in the Whedon cut, and I I kind of wish they would have done that in this. But again, that's part of my bitches. You know, one of my bitches about this film is you know the score didn't like it. But what? Yeah, watching him fucking just take a lead pipe to Steppenwolf was was very satisfying and I thought they did a very good job of setting that up throughout the entire movie is that Steppenwolf is this gigantic badass and the reason the mother box is activated was because Superman was gone even Steppenwolf said there's no lanterns there's no Kryptonian this world will fall just like every other except hey Kryptonian showed up although they didn't know about Kryptonians then they he said it though he absolutely said not, it. Not five thousand years ago. Why, why? Not five thousand years ago, but I'm talking yeah, about. Yeah, but he's coming back. They haven't been there in five thousand years. Yeah, why but the, they know but about the, the mother box is open because the Kryptonian died. They feared the mother boxes themselves, and they even explained this in the movie. The mother boxes feared him. Why? Because of how powerful he is on Earth. Yes. Yet he's a weakling on his own planet. I don't know. It just makes... Superman is the shit and the mother boxes recognized that and knew that anything that Steppenwolf could attempt would be stopped by Superman. Once Superman died, so the, the mother boxes understood that, that this was an opening for the unity to come back together for Steppenwolf to come in for ultimately yeah, dark side to come in. They're, they're, they're supposed they're subject to their masters, right? How, how do you, how are you claimed? In that sense, well, why but, couldn't the Kryptonian claim the mother? Well, boxes? but the the mother boxes want to be they they want to have the opportunity to rewrite the the Earth, whatever planet that they're on, because there is a there is obviously three sentient, you know, consciousness consciousnesses is, is that have been around for probably billions of years, billions of years, and yet Cyborg comes along, haha. Rewritten. Well, we okay. We'll get into that in a second. But that the, the the point being is that the mother boxes understood that as long as Superman was there, Steppenwolf or Darkseid at all were not going to be able to do what they wanted to do. I mean, why why didn't they just unwrite Superman, unwrite Cyborg, and then annihilate the planet by themselves? Unwrite. Yeah, they they rearranged his guts. Oh, right, right. right. No, and, and I and yes, I mean it it did. You know, towards the the you know with with obviously the end of the film, um, you know the the explosion occurred, and it, and again, it was because you know Flash reversed time. That's the only reason well, they about, they had lost. I'm talking about when Cyborg injects his arms in there. Why did right. the mother boxes just go and then blow his ass out? Yeah. Same thing with Superman. Plot convenience. All right. Cool. The good guy's got to win. Come on. 
That's fine. I mean, I'm just like, <laughs> there's some inconsistencies here. That I'm not about, at least with like the Avengers, you know, you need a gauntlet to make a snap. Like, that's cool. That makes sense. Right. There's there's not a whole lot. Like, the, but, the, the Infinity okay. Stones aren't necessarily sentient things. You're right. That communicate in the same way right. as these mother boxes. So I do have a counter. Um, the reason that I think that Victor was able to get in there was because he is a product of a mother box. Yeah, but that's what they do is they change stuff. Right. But he was, that's why he was able to get in there. And also because of, of Barry and the speed force, they, he was able to push his way through that and get to the central core of the mother boxes at that point. Look, I understand there's flaws in the whole thing. It's a movie. You know, I, I'm not blaming Snyder or anything. You, on this. you and I go round and round about suspension of disbelief at that point. But yes, it, it, that that <laughs> thought is gone. I'm drunk. Um, <laughs> one of the things that I was kind of had a moment of just before the unity comes together and everything gets blown out. You've got a boom tube open to Apocalypse with Dark Side. You've got Granny Goodness and you've got Desaad sitting there. Why are they just watching? Why are they not dead? <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. They they explode. Right? They exp- the, the the Unity blows out everything in its path. Why isn't it going through the boom tube and killing all those motherfuckers too? Because Dark Side's Dark Side. Because <laughs> Dark yeah. Because Dark Side um, went. He he has the an- he knows anti life equation, <laughs> but he doesn't have it yet. But he's thinking real hard about it. <laughs> that gets him going. I knew I knew you as a fucking mathematician type would be like anti life equation. What does that look like? <laughs> Why can, is it a circle? Can I, can I write this on my hand? <laughs> yeah. What does that What does that do? It looks like a rune. <laughs> I know. <laughs> there's There's no equating involved. In no. That. In fact, it looked kind of symmetrical. That's. Uh, Equations typically aren't, but uh, I mean, <laughs> what does he do with it? I mean, uh, I yeah, plug it into a calculator, uh, boom. And, that, and that's the interesting thing about the, the infinity calculator. The, the, the comic books and and the storylines, you know, Dark, Dark Side has been looking for this forever, and there are some ex- ugh, Jesus, I'm yawning. Some explanations for it, but. Uh, it's never made 100% clear as to what the anti-life equation is. And, and, and I'm, I'm sure <laughs> I dare you motherfuckers to write in and explain this to me. Okay. There you go. Gauntlet thrown. Um, but uh, God, I'm trying to think of what my point was here. Anti-life equation blown up. Um, the unity should have blown every one of them up, but I digress. Here's the thing in the Whedon cut, Superman shows up, he knocks Steppenwolf around for a bit. And then all of a sudden it's, Oh, I got to save the citizens. And then he just takes off in the middle of the fight. Fucking stupid. 
that was one of many things that Whedon was like, I, I'm like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Okay, in the middle of a fight. And then Superman shows back up and, oh, you guys still having problems with this guy? And then starts whooping his ass again. In this one, he just continues to fucking hammer on him. Beats the armor off of him. Blows his fucking little horn off. But even that wasn't enough. They still lost. Didn't they? Even with Superman coming there. Because that was the one of the things about the Whedon cut that always bugged me is that the Justice League was dog shit without Superman. Superman had to come in and he was the only one that could save them and stop Steppenwolf. That was not the case in this film. And that was one of the things that I think Snyder did beautifully is that even with Superman's amazing power, they still could not stop what the mother boxes and the unity from happening. Who could save the day? The flash, the fucking flash. Cause he can just time travel run fast enough you go back in time don't want to ask how that works because run, run fast go past sure but that that was one of the biggest things that i loved about this movie is that we weren't completely reliant on superman in this that the flash served a function that the flash was not a fucking butt of a, every joke in the film which is what whedon did to him he saved the day and in and one of the more visually stunning, in my opinion, uh, scenes of the movie. I I thought that was fucking awesome. Anything the Flash was in was pretty visually it, stunning. It, it was, yeah. and, but that particular scene where you know everything is running back in time. I mean, you see, you know, Superman being recite, you know, being reformed from getting his flesh blown off. Same thing with Cyborg. You know, just uh, you see a skull. Everything is coming back together. Uh, that scene you know was fucking awesome um the only side note i have as far as that is i hate the way that he runs <laughs> it's like, like he's swimming he either, yeah. <laughs> what is that about well <clears throat> he's trying to add some character to it I, I i know i understand that ezra miller has uh to fill the shoes of a lot of former flashes and tv series He's even competing against a, a current Flash TV series, um, which, in my opinion, I would have rather had the guy from the TV show in this movie, but we're not going to get into that. Um, but, yeah, that that <laughs> it's like he's swimming. Um, you know, the scene with Victor inside of the Unity, sorry, Cyborg, inside of the Unity, um, that's another one I think could have hit the, the cutting room floor. I thought that was kind of lame. So that, that, that could have gone out, but, uh, how this Steppenwolf story ended was fantastic. You get a, you get a trident through your chest. You get, you get your fucking bell rung by Superman. And then what ends up happening? Decapitation by Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman cuts your fucking head off. Bravo. That's how you end a fucking movie. That or not a movie, but that's how you end a fucking villain right there. That's that's an honorable death right there. The Klingons would be impressed by that. Mm -hmm. And then that stare down. 
Steppenwolf's head slides in. Darkseid just stomps on it. And there's here's the League. Here's Darkseid and his cronies. And everybody's just kind of like, okay, motherfucker, come on down. Let's go. Woo! Got goose pimples out of that one. I don't think Darkseid was very uh, impressed. All right. Well, then why didn't he walk through the boom tube and start fucking shit up? The anti-life equation. <laughs> okay. He knew he it was there. He doesn't care about the mother boxes anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, but he knew that the, the anti-life equation was there. He knew that they yeah, were going to stand in his way. If he gets that, he can turn all of them into his little minions. Right. He knew they Why were... waste a good product? Okay. <laughs> My tummy's rumbling. Yeah, was that your tummy or yeah. were you farting? No, that was my tummy. Okay, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. That was my tum tum. Uh, can I, I have some milk? My tum tum. Can you have some milk in your tummy? Here, splash <laughs> some whiskey. Splash some whiskey in your belly. You'll be yeah. fine. Okay, that's an interesting take on that, though. That he knew enough to go. You know what? The fight's not here right now. I go get the anti-life equation. I can win. Mm-hmm. Well, he's like, I can win now, but why be wasteful? Right. Yeah. Still. He's greedy. Love that stare down. Great stare down. I, I love the league just sitting there. Yeah, but there. all I've seen of him so far is that he got clapped. Like, I'm, like, not confident in his ability. Trust you know? me. Whereas, like, with Thanos, he just beat the shit out of um, uh, the green guy real quick. You know? Pop, 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 pop. Punches his esophagus out. You know? Thanos... Coming can, in. Like, that's a great intro. Thanos can overpower Superman. If they follow what his power levels in the comics, he is can match him blow for blow, if not more. Yeah. So. What about Darkseid? That's what I'm talking about, Darkseid. You said Thanos. You said Thanos. Yeah, I said Thanos can beat the shit out of the Hulk in the beginning of okay. the movie. Darkseid can match Superman Dark blow side for blow. Can match Superman blow. Well, of course he can splat Batman like a bug, and then kick well, Batman, Wonder Woman Batman off to the can, side. What was Batman's fucking purpose in that final fight? Yeah, there really wasn't much. No, normally, to him. I know, I remember from the comics, Batman does a hell of a lot more. He does a lot. He's very much the, the kind of the 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 uh, the strategist of of the team, and he doesn't necessarily need to get his hands and everything. I in, in the movie. <sighs> there wasn't a lot there. Mm-hmm. He kind of, in that third act, he kind of got overshadowed by everything. And of course, when Superman showed up, nobody gave a shit about Batman at that point. Right. Except for you. Me. I did you love Batman? Yeah. But yeah, it, that was one of the things that was like, where, where's, what's Batman doing at this point? Even before the unity fucking blows up, or you know, start. He was taking out parademons. No, no, I understand. He was going fucking Rambo on everybody, and that okay, cool, but eh, seems kind of under him to 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 be doing that. He was trying to save Barry Allen. I understand. I I get the purpose about it, but it just seemed like Batman didn't have a lot to do in in the final. He was fight trying there. to save Jimmy Fallon. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um. I guess the one last thing with the final battle, you know, they're doing their little pose on the top of the nuclear reactor, right? Mm-hmm. 
the bat plane starts hovering up. The the league plane. Didn't that thing crash and get fucked up? When? When Batman blew down the shield there, he crashed the bat plane. No, that's the Justice League plane. That's a different plane. It's the same thing. It's a different plane. It's not a different plane. Yeah, you have the bat wing and then you have the league plane. It's the carrier that they used. It's the same one. There is no, obviously not. One got blown up. That's my question. Yeah, or that's it, my issue. That was the same fucking thing that they were trying to get to to make work throughout the entire film. It crashed. It got fucked up, and yet at the end, it's still floating up there. And you're saying so? What you're saying is that it's a different one, different plane, despite yeah. the fact that they couldn't get the first one to work until Cyborg figured it out. Yeah. So that amount of time, they were able to build another one. Batman has a lot of money. <laughs> What's your superpower? I'm rich. That's more explainable than Lois Lane surviving that sonic blast. <laughs> I will agree with you on that, sir, 110%. <laughs> All right. So much like Lord of the Rings, uh, Return of the King, this thing has several endings to it. Uh, I love the montage at the end. I love that, you know, uh, uh, Victor reassembling the, the tape recorder there, you know, with, with, uh, you know, his dad's voiceover, we get to see everybody, you know, doing their own thing. Again, we have, uh, Aquaman going off to see his dad, which is pretty much exactly where the Aquaman film picks up at, um, the thing with flash and his dad, I thought that was a little over the top. My son's got his foot in the door. You hear that, guys? My son's got his foot in the door. Okay, cool. And people are clapping and cheering. I, I don't I don't get that scene, but whatever. Here's my favorite part of that montage. You get to see the Batmobile from The Dark Knight Returns. The Bat Tank. Mm-hmm. That was fucking awesome. I want that movie now. Now. Take my money. I want it now. We got a good animated version of it, at least. And then we have Superman. You know, here comes. He's running. He's opening the shirt. And it's still that goddamn black fucking costume. Enough. I don't know, I don't know what your problem is with the black Enough cost. with the black costume. Because that's not, that's not what he wears. It's not the comics. It's the movie. I don't give a fuck. That is not what Superman <laughs> wears. Hypocritical there, though. I am totally, and I don't give a shit. <laughs> Superman does not wear that costume regularly. He does not. He I, know, I know he doesn't. This is the first time he's wearing it. Six fucking issues in a comic book. But you go to the nightmare. And he's wearing it six minutes in this movie. But you go to the nightmare fucking scene. And it's all black. And he's back in his. No, he's back in his regular costume. If you go back and watch it, you watch Batman v Superman when he has that little nightmare. He's in his regular costume. A different universe. Whatever. Oh, for fuck's sake. Anyway. Alternate timeline. Again. Montage. <laughs> that was really good at the end. And you're sitting here yawning like Mother Box. Um The Mother Boxes are done. They're they're probably been buried out in the backyard <laughs> by, a of, by a bunch of vikings who just fought exactly. bears no, no, they just said fuck it and buried yeah. it and buried it out in bruce wayne's backyard <laughs> they're fine they're fine batman what do we do with it oh bury know, it the buried outside 
So yeah. now now we get to epilogue number 4000 with fucking Jesse Eisenberg, Lex Luthor. Why the fuck is he back in this? Why are they allowing him to talk? It's it's to set up for another movie. For a movie that's never going to happen. Oh. It's never going to happen. Okay. We thought the Snyder Cut would never happen. Okay, we'll we'll get into that a little bit more here in a minute, but I I don't want Jesse Eisenberg anywhere near any more of these movies. He is the worst Lex, Lex Luthor ever. The worst. Yeah, and why was he never bald from the start? Well, apparently he got his head shaved in Arkham and he liked it, I guess. I, I, I don't know. The mm-hmm. ultimate cut of Batman v Superman kind of dives into that a little bit more and you get a little more Luther at the end there. But we don't need more Luther. He doesn't need to be involved in this. And then the whole stupid fucking thing where, hey, did you know Batman is Bruce Wayne? Again, we're setting up a movie that's not happening. So why? Why, why even leave that scene in there? In the in the in the Whedon cut, he's he doesn't reveal Batman's identity to Deathstroke. He just says, you know, if they're building a team, why don't we also? And that's the end of it. Still, I didn't want that in there. I don't want Jesse Eisenberg involved in anything having to do with the with the DCEU movies. I want nothing to do with him. He's awful. You want to, if he wants to be in the social network and all these other film, you know, the zombie land movies, that's fine, but stay the fuck out of DC because you're not a good Lex Luthor. You're terrible. Lex Luthor is not some fucking manic ADD suffering human being (laughs) who likes to shove Jolly Ranchers down random people's throats. So that that brings me to the nightmare sequence. <sighs> I don't like it. I don't like it for numerous reasons. And I didn't again, like any part of it. I didn't. Except either. I'll, I'll fucking kill you. That's my favorite part. Yeah, this is one. I'm going to I'm going to punch Zack Snyder in the dick for this because this was one of the reshoots that were done specifically for the Z- Snyder cut. This is original material that he did to for this film. Jared Leto's laugh with the Joker was awful. It's not even that. I I I don't like yeah, I, I don't like Jared Leto as the Joker, obviously. I don't think it, I I I haven't met anybody that does, but that this whole that whole sequence it's it's kind of egotistical on Snyder's part the idea that there is going to be a second part to this is is a stretch at this point i don't know what the numbers are is because we're basing this off of subscriptions at this point I don't know what the metrics are that they would measure the Snyder cut to that would warrant them even thinking about bankrolling him to do a sequel to this. As far as what everybody has reported, this is the end of Zack Snyder in the DC universe. Why the fuck would you do this cock tease bullshit? What point does it serve? 
it, want to watch it all burn. In the movie at the end of the movie. Yes, and that's it. This is Zack Snyder's fuck you to Warner Brothers. You know how much this, these reshoots cost? This sequence and one other one costs? 70 million fucking dollars. This makes this makes Justice League now officially, I, I think the the second or third highest. Jesus God, most expensive second third second or third highest time. most expensive film ever made. Three the the, the price tag was three hundred and seventy million fucking dollars on this film. Why? Why did we need this scene? We didn't at all. I understand he there, that at some point that he, his plan was to have another film. Okay, awesome. That's great. We all are fairly certain that it's not going to happen. It might. You never know. People thought that the Snyder Cut was never going to happen. And obviously the, the fans, you know, it's one of the few times that fans are able to pressure a, a movie studio into doing what they want it to do. But I, I, I mean... I don't know how much of a fan response is going to be. I mean, hashtag restore the Snyder verse is now trending on, on Facebook, on Twitter, on everywhere. Um, but that's going to, that's going to run into problems. That's going to run into problems because they already have a slate of movies available or that are, that are coming up. And I don't know how it's going to fit. It's the same. It's same. It's right along with, with the final scene of the movie. You got Martian Manhunter showing up again. Why? Where was he during this fight? Where was he when they were they were fighting Steppenwolf? He was, oh, hump, he was humping a Green Lantern. Apparently, he was because I. I mean, Jesus Christ! What more do you need? The world is in peril. It's about to be completely fucking destroyed. And now, after all is said and done and everything has been taken care of, you're like, oh, well, I guess I should have more of an investment in the world. Okay, thanks, Dick. You're a little late. Originally, you know what that was supposed to be? Hmm. A Green Lantern. Ah. That was not supposed to be. Ah. Zack Snyder went to Warner Brothers and wanted originally wanted to have Green Lantern in there. And they said, no, absolutely not. So he had to go with Martian Manhunter at that point. But again, why? Why 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 do why do the cock tease? Why not go out, boom, we do the montage, Superman opens his shirt, even though it's a fucking black ass, I'll get over it. And that's the end of the film. And we're done. Clean mm-hmm. clean cut off, we're we're all over. But no, now we gotta do the cock tease. Because that's that's the name of the game. You know, you gotta have that little teaser, that little taste test. This is what it could be, but, um, you know, uh, that's Hollywood for you. I, 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 for, you know, as far as strategy is concerned, yeah. I mean, they're they're again, people are already screaming for it, and honestly, I want to see it. I want to see the the sequel, the the end of this. Absolutely, I do. But I, I just don't think it's fair. I don't think it's fair. I think you're doing a disservice to the fans by putting that out, by by adding that portion to the film. 
because there's no guarantee that this is going to get made. Again, I don't know how HBO or Time Warner or anybody, what the metrics are when it comes to streaming. I don't know, but I didn't mind it. I liked it. I mean, I didn't like the ending with with um, the Joker, but everything else was fine. Take, oh, the, oh, take it, the Joker out in his laugh. That scene was okay. Okay. Don't get me wrong. I loved the movie. I loved it. But that that was one of the things that I, I, I thought was unnecessary. And, and again, we're looking to cut this down to three hours. You cut that sequence out. That's what? Yeah. A good I mean, 20? If you want to get down to good, three hours, cut good, them out. A good 15 minutes that you could have cut out there. That was and a long scene. Yeah, it was a very long scene. And and honestly, the, the exchange... That was, be- the, that was that extra two minutes. Yeah. Wow. That exchange be- between Joker and Batman, eh, whatever. It was, it was lame. It was it was kind of lame. So, so I you know the the big question you know that I had, and what we've talked about throughout this is is would this have been made? Where's the Green Arrow? <laughs> that's, a, that's a loaded. Where's question. Oliver Queen? Oliver Queen. Uh, his CW series ended last year or the year before last. I don't know if Green Arrow is ever going to be movie material. It was a great TV show. I love the shit out of it. Uh, I, I just don't think Oliver Queen's going to translate to the to the big screen. Maybe in a supporting role somewhere down the line, but it's going to be way down the line because people associate Green Arrow now with. Um, Jesus Christ, why can't I remember his name? Slade? No. No, I'm thinking of the actor that, that plays him, and I can't think of it right now because I'm drunk. Um, but they, they, they associate uh, that actor with um, with that character. So I, I, I don't know if they're going to come back to that at any point. But you never know. You never know. I love the character. I think he's a good character. Um, but putting... Someone like that in with all these super powered individuals. You've already got Batman who has no powers. I don't know how Green Arrow is going to fit into that. Stephen Amell. That's his name. Thank you. (laughs) Steve Irwin. Stephen Amell. So do you think if HBO Max wasn't a thing, if streaming wasn't a thing, do you think this movie gets made? No. No. I'm in agreement. Mm-hmm. I don't think this gets done. I don't think it would ever have gotten done. I think streaming... streaming. You, no, I don't think... No, no. I don't think if theaters were still around, I don't think it would have ever gotten done. If there was no detriment to the theater industry or the cinema industry or whatever you want to call it, people going to movie theaters, I don't think it would have ever been made. I think it would have been successful... If they put it in the theaters, I think people would have gone to see it. I don't know. I don't there, think there, so. There I, were, it, I think it it flopped just as easily. There was a there was a huge just because po- it's too long. Well, here's the thing with that: the theaters would be in a bad position because the problem with running a four hour movie in a theater is that you can only fit in so many showings per day, and if you 
run it on multiple screens, that's great. And that, that would work and allow for more showings. But most of the time, if something's over three and a half hours, they're going to put an intermission in there. So unless you've, if you're dealing with a theater that has two screens, one print of justice league, you're going to get maybe three showings out of it per day. Whereas you get another film that has a maybe a, a 90 minute to two hour runtime, you're going to get four or five showings out of that that day. So financially, it doesn't make sense for the theater to pick it up. Um, but I'm in agreement with you. I think if, if HBO Max, if streaming weren't a thing at this point, I don't know if this gets made. I think that, again, I think that it, that a three hour cut would have been possible. And I think they could have released that. And I think that would have done fairly well. Because enough people were screaming for this to, to happen. Um, but I, I don't think uh, Warner Brothers would have rolled the dice had we not been in quarantine, had you know, Max not been a choice and everything else. If this was just a straight-up theater release, I don't think they would have gone for it. Because they think that there's some payoff that in there, in their minds. You're not going to throw another $70 million at a fucking movie without thinking that there's some type of payoff that's going to come down the line. Mm-hmm. And, and again, wanting to restore the Snyderverse. And I, again, I'm one of those guys now. I want to see where this goes. I really do. But we've got a slate of DC movies coming down the line that I know we're trying to distance themselves from what Snyder has done. And of course, you know, first and foremost, we've got another Batman movie coming out in March of 2022 with a different Batman. How does that work? I mean, I understand Pattinson in theory could play a younger Batman and having Affleck be the, the older version. Okay, fine. But how does that fit into everything? Um, I think it can. Based off what you just said. I, I, I the get, younger I, version I, of Batman. I guess it could, Although it could work. Although not really with Commissioner Gordon because it's a black dude. And, um... Yeah, right. <laughs> if Jeffrey Wright is playing Commissioner Gordon, you know, that, that, that throws There's some, some inherent issues in. There. But that's the thing. Warner Brothers was, it, it was up until this Snyder Cut shit. Uh, was doing everything they could to distance themselves from the Zack Snyder movies. That's why they 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 tried to they, you know they tried to make everything, all of the subsequent movies more lighthearted, more of a lighter different universe. Different, and it feels like it's a different universe. That's it. So That's it could it's going to have to be a multiverse type of thing, because coming. I mean, they've got a slate of movies coming out. Uh, August of of this year, you got the Suicide Squad which is going to be an HBO max thing, which yes, has many of the same characters from the first film, but you look at it, it looks like some type of weird ass eighties nightmare type of movie. And you've got James Gunn directing it, who did the, the two guardians of the galaxy movies. So, you know, it's going to be quirky and weird. Is that going to, and Harley Quinn has connective tissue to Batman. So is that going to play into it? And then again, you've got the Batman with Pattinson coming out in 2022, March of 2022, now the flat, or I'm sorry, let me back up here. Black Adam, with who's 
going to star The Rock is out in July of 2022, um, which connects with Shazam, which came out a couple of years ago. And then here's the big one, the Flash movie. Now, the Flash movie is supposed to come out in November of next year. Much of the discussion around that has to do with uh, the Flashpoint storyline. And this was a storyline which rebooted the entire DC universe and started this whole New 52 thing, which created making or which made Cyborg become a founding member of the Justice League. So with Flash, they could rewrite the entire continuity if they wanted to. And this is how you throw Ben Affleck out of there. This is how you throw Henry Cavill out if you're choosing to. I don't think Al Gadot's going anywhere. I think Wonder Woman's going to be around for a while. But there are. this is where if you wanted to hit the reset button, this is going to be the movie where you do that. But... They've had nothing but script problems. I think they've had multiple directors come in and come out. I, I, I don't know what their plan is there. Which leads to December of next year, Aquaman 2. Again, it's got connective tissue to this Snyder, all of the Snyder movies at this point. Mm. Are we going to forget about them with this? June of, of, of 2023, you've got Shazam 2 coming out. How connected is that going to be? It was lightly connected. The first one was lightly connected. You had a quote-unquote Superman cameo. Of course, you never saw the top of his head because Cavill wasn't going to show up for a cameo. Um, and that brings us to another one. There is a Superman sequel or Man of Steel sequel in the works right now. And what I've... Everything, every hole I've dove down at this point says that Henry Cavill's coming back as Superman. How is that going to look at this point? It's going to look the same. I don't, I don't is know. Is it going to look the same? Yeah, it's going to look the so same. So is Ben Affleck going to come back as Batman at some point? I don't see why not. I know I've heard he says he doesn't want to, but he did for Snyder. Why would he not do it for somebody else? And that's the question is, is if Zack Snyder is not involved in the DCEU anymore, are any of these people going to want to come back? I don't, I don't know. I think, I, I think Gal Gadot's going to come. She's going to continue to do Wonder Woman movies until they tell her not to. I think Cavill, as long as it's the right thing, I think he'll come along for the ride. But Affleck, I don't think Affleck's going to be involved unless a Zack Snyder's involved or B Affleck is is directing it or has a significant involvement as far as the decision-making is concerned with another Batman film. But again, with Pattinson and the Batman coming out, that forces Affleck to the side. Could he show up in the, the, in the Flash movie as part of an alternate timeline, fucking timey-wimey type of shit? Sure. But that, that's the frustration with all of this. If fucking if Warner Brothers would have just fucking let Zack Snyder do what he wanted to do with not just this film, but with Batman v Superman. Again, it's not perfect, but let me tell you, the three-hour cut of that film is far better than what the theatrical version was. Let the guy do what he wants. 
figure out how to package it at that point. But quit fucking interfering. And the other part of it, quit trying to rush shit out. Quit trying to take the time to build this universe up. You, you're you're off to a very shitty start, but you do have some pieces in place now. You've you've had two Wonder Woman movies. You've had an Aquaman film. A couple of Harley, <laughs> you know, two Suicide Squad movies and, and, and a Harley Quinn movie, which actually was pretty good, <laughs> to be honest. I enjoyed it. Garbage. Uh, really? Yeah. You didn't like it? All of it. Wow. Horrible. No shit. Yeah. Okay. Completely passive. Okay. Ewan McGregor was great. All right. Fair enough. Won't argue about that. But um, yeah. So where do we go from here? That's the big question. I don't know, but I'm looking forward to Sparkle Fairy Man as Batman. I like the trailer. It looks good. That's a great trailer. The only thing I don't like is the fighting that I've seen. What? That scene where he takes that dude out in the trailer where he just straight up goes house on that guy. Yeah. I, 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 I disagree. <laughs> that was a great well, Batman. The, Batman doesn't need to punch someone eight times. Yes, he does. No, he doesn't. Have you ever played the Arkham games? Y- yeah, I have. Yeah. That's what they're going for. The yeah, Arkham, you, you the have Arkham to, games. You have to punch them eight times before they go down. That's insane. I'm I'm looking forward to it. Look, Pattinson, people give him shit for the Twilight movies. Go watch some of the other things he's done. He's actually a he's pretty, a great actor. He's a great actor. So yeah. I'm I'm looking with Jeffrey Wright as Gordon. I, I'm looking forward to this film, whether regardless of however it fits into the the continuity. Bring Jim Carrey back as oh f- go fuck yourself. He is not the Riddler. Riddler. Ugh. Ugh. That's a whole nother episode I could go off on a rant on. But um, I am going to support, though, at this point, Restore the Snyderverse because I want to see a sequel to this. I want to see how this story plays out. Even if it has no bearing on the upcoming movies, I want to see how how this ends. I want to see Batman murder Joker. Fair enough. I want to see Superman and Darkseid try to knock each other's faces off. I want to see Green Lantern show up in some type of... Ryan Reynolds. I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think Hal Jordan's ever going to be the Green Lantern. I think they're going to go with Jon Stewart. And probably the Green Lantern. Patrick Stewart. They're no deal. (laughs) I, I don't think Captain Picard or Professor X are going to show up. I'm Patrick Stewart. Good day. Look at this meat shield I can create. Would you like a a uh, holographic cheeseburger? Your British accent is terrible. I'm also hammered. Yeah, you fucking makes two of us. Um, but yeah, I I don't. Uh, HBO was talking about doing a Green Lantern series, so I uh, Green Lantern core series, so I understand why they're not. They didn't want Snyder to touch that um, at this point. But yeah, I'm hey hashtag restore the Snyderverse. I'm I'm in. Bring it on. Just hashtag Snyderverse for me. Okay. 
<laughs> no restorer. Of nope, it. nothing. That's it. Just hashtag how about how about Snyder. how about hashtag Snyder sequel? <laughs> oh, there we go. <laughs> the, the, we'll we'll hashtag go Snyder sequel. hashtag Snyder sequel. I I want to see how what part two of his Justice League vision would have looked like, and I and I would be okay with that. So, all right. Final thoughts, sir. Great movie. Loved it. Love the shit out of it. I will watch it again. Many problems, but not enough to me for me to not like it. No, and the, yeah, and the, and that's it. There were there were just a handful of issues that, uh, you know, that I could go through. And and the great part is one of my biggest issues with it is that I can, you know, the the part that I didn't like, I can always just hit stop, and I won't have to watch it again. It's it's at the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. I can stop it where I think it naturally should have ended, and I'm good. So, well done, Zack Snyder. Excellent, excellent job, excellent job. We thank you on on behalf of a grateful nation. We thank you. I was not a uh, proponent of the Snyder cut at any point in time, at all. Um but I was pleasantly surprised by the whole thing. So there we go. All right. Well, we're going to wrap this fucker up because God damn it. How long have we been talking about justice league? Four hours. No shit. Wow. Holy shit. I apologize to our audience. We're very sorry. (laughs) All right. Well, what did we learn? We both like the Justice League Snyder Cut, so we'll go with that. Uh, the whiskey, uh, we've got about a, what did you say, a quarter, third of the bottle left? Um, yeah, a third of it. We mildly enjoyed it. Uh, it's a little bitter for my taste. Uh, what's your thought? I like it, but um, there's better options out there. Yes, there is indeed. All right. Uh, next episode, dude, we're going, we're going monsters. Kong Dong. Godzilla versus Kong Biatch. Mm-hmm. And that's what bugs me about that movie is why is there no swinging Johnson? Swinging dicks. Yeah. I'll send you a meme or I'll send you, <laughs> I'll send you a gif. You'll love it. <laughs> So that's it. Uh, thank you for sitting through uh, my fanboy fucking review of the Snyder Cut. And uh, I'm sorry there weren't any uh, dick or pussy jokes in this uh, particular episode. But uh, next uh, next episode, we will get back to form where we talk about uh, my deep-seated issues and uh, some type of weird sexual fetish. Mm-hmm. Talon, take us out. Again. All right.